0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Another Film Podcast. My name is Matt. My name is Colin.
1: My name is Tierney.
0: And we've got a very special returning guest, maybe the truest friend of the pod, a multi-episode guest our one, true okay. I, I, <laughs> Our one true listener. Hey, I.
2: You don't know I actually listen. <laughs> just I just tell you that I listen. That's a good point.
0: All this time, the, identity, the whole time, yeah, the whole time.
2: The identity of listener is still, <laughs> still unknown. Still unknown. <laughs> yeah.
0: We still get cryptic mail from listener with like, you know, cut up
3: letters paste it on paper and we're like who is this but, who but is it's listener? like they scan it and email it to us because they don't know our actual addresses and we're like this seems like a lot of work like, hmm, like... Exactly. <laughs> we'll never know the identity
0: <laughs> um anyway uh we're all together again on this uh as i'm gonna say this like most uh television uh producers who say that the last season of a show is the last season even then when they continue on for several more seasons this is technically our last stanley kubrick retrospect ish film mm-hmm. we all this way uh we've watched all the other ones that are uh, more, that are as popular oeuvre there's a few that we're missing but we've kind of decided
3: meh Um, but
0: this everyone was too much of a baby
3: to watch all five hours of Spartacus except for me so I just want that on the record yeah look (laughs) I've seen it once and that was was enough enough. I was ready for it and they said no
2: (laughs) more than enough I'm never watching that movie again yeah Yeah. and again
0: maybe this is like the final (laughs) season of a TV show where it gets rebooted five years later maybe the retrospective will continue at some point but for now we are wrapping it up with this the final movie, uh, maybe Stanley Kubrick's most popular movie, at least most populist Probably movie. most popular. Um, The Shining, the uh, based on Stephen King's novel of the same
3: name. We get we all this time and we've ended up. I was gonna say I think this we've always this been was angry. really fun because <laughs> when we were brainstorming what we wanted to do, and we like kind of tentatively landed on Stanley Kubrick. We were like, oh. Whenever we do The Shining, it's going to be Jim. (laughs) He's going to be here. Like, you were the first person we thought of when we were, like, circling the the, the Stanley Kubrick oeuvre. So, I'm glad we finally were able to make it happen. Although... Tierney texted me
2: asking which one I wanted to do... And it's uh, now I wonder if you actually knew the answer the entire time, because I definitely went back and forth like a hundred times until I was like, no, it's, it has to be the shining.
1: I had a feeling it was going to be the shining. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and don't you a have minute. a scarf of the floor carpet? Uh,
2: I did. Matt does. Yeah. I, don't, I don't anymore. I do. I oh. also do. Oh, you do? You have it too? Nice.
0: Yeah.
1: Nice. Rip um, the scarf.
0: Uh, rip the scarf indeed. Really? Uh, and wait, and I'm terrible with uh, remembering which episodes anyone was on. But were you on
3: 2001?
2: No. Okay, that would I have been my that was number your two. Your roommate?
3: I, think. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that was definitely one of one of your roommates. <laughs> I think it was Chris. Well, I don't remember. <laughs> if
2: he was listener, he's not anymore.
3: But weren't you first? Weren't you our first
0: Kubrick guest, though, Jim? That's what I'm I'm feeling.
1: No, he was no. a guest last like spring.
3: Oh, my God. Wait, it's been that long? Yeah. Since the Batman. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think we've done, okay, I don't think Jim's that's... been on since the Batman. But we also did get two and oh my episodes the Batman, on Batman so been, he's been around for a while. If you want to
2: redo any Kubrick episodes, and <laughs> <laughs> if we have something new to talk about, yeah. I don't mean that as any insult to any guests. I liked, I loved all your Kubrick episodes, and all your guests have been fantastic, especially Becca, who has great taste in Kubrick movies. <laughs> uh, well, there's an asterisk.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Becca. <laughs> certified though wow well welcome i'm glad you actually did get to the yana kubrick episode this was the one we were waiting for so i guess it makes sense i was gonna say after all this time
3: like i said this was one of the first ones that we like we're like okay yeah we're gonna do the shining obviously and we're gonna have jim obviously but we were like oh, we should wait until October, though. <laughs> so it's like we, we knew it right away, but then we were like, we have to delay this because it's, we got to wait until spoopy season. So
2: You can't see it, but there's a calendar next to me with just blood tick marks next to Eric- nice. X's over every day <laughs> since you told me that I was going to be able to be on this.
0: <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's what all the band-aids have been for. Yeah, there's a I'm pen wondering. within
2: reach, but I just have been using my blood to get in, get in the mood. Spoopy. Oh. Well, thank you um, for having me.
0: Oh, we're so happy to have you back. Um, and actually, actually, considering that the last episode you did was the Batman, which is also a Halloween movie, yeah. you're kind of our honorary Halloween uh, Batman.
4: A Halloween what? movie? What?
0: It sure is. It starts <laughs> on Halloween.
3: Oh, it does start on Halloween. That's right. That was
0: aggressive. <laughs> You're a dumbass. <laughs> it is a Halloween movie. Everyone's talking about it. It's all over Twitter. I, don't shame I haven't me. seen that on Twitter. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, we're wasting time. We've got some quality pop <clears throat> discussion to get into. Um, okay, so The Shining, uh, I think everyone kind of has different experiences when it comes to their first time watching this movie. Um, I'm happy to go last. I don't know
3: if mine's that interesting. but um, I, who, I can kick us off. Um, So I I spoiled this for you guys earlier this year, um, but I'm going to bring it back anyway. Uh, My first ever experience with The Shining was probably like, I don't know, 1996, 97, whenever uh, Twister came out and I was terrified of tornadoes, but somehow decided I was going to go see that movie in the theaters. and there's the whole sequence where they're at a drive-in movie theater and a tornado rolls through. And I was like mostly terrified of the tornado aspect, but also whatever shit was going on on screen with these two tiny girls like seemed creepy as hell as well. So that was my first exposure to the shining. Um, And then I was like, at some point uh, when I was living in Chicago, before we lived together, I was like, I need to watch this movie. Like it's been on my list forever. Everybody talks about it. I need to just watch it. And I made the mistake of uh, waiting until, like, 11 p.m. to start this movie. And I made it approximately 30 minutes in and then fell asleep. So (laughs) I still did not watch this movie until finally the year that I moved to Colorado in 2018. I finally, like, watched it. I started early enough in the evening that I could stay awake for all of it. And I watched it. And I was like, yeah, this is really good. And then I hadn't watched it again until... uh, today you know getting ready to do the pop and uh this is not a knock on the movie i like the movie quite a bit but uh i did get three hours of sleep last night and so i was falling asleep during it again so mo- most of my experience of watching this movie has mm-hmm. been me sleeping through this movie <laughs> trail so that's that's what i mean I'm the at. sequel is called
0: <laughs> dr <Doctor> sleep <laughs> yeah so maybe the most appropriate way to approach this movie is to be a little sleepy, a little sleepy. Um, all right. Uh, then I think who's who saw it youngest between Tierney and Jim? What age did you see this movie at?
1: How old were you, Jim?
2: Um, if I had to guess, sixth grade. Wow. Okay, so, you beat me
1: by a year. Go for it.
2: Well, I'm I'm not positive, but I mean my my first experience actually was the same. As Collins, I asked my mom oh. what the movie was that they were watching in that movie. I watched the Twister VHS with her, and she's like, "That's The Shining." I'm like, "I want to watch that," and she's like, "You can't." And I'm just like, "Fine, I'm gonna go read the book. Grandma has it." Um, I, I ended up I reading a little bit of the book when I was far too young to be reading the book, uh, and I yeah, I saw it in it was sixth or seventh grade. Yeah, uh, in full, I watched it in my friend's basement, and I thought it was this scariest thing i'd ever seen and i was a big baby and i had nightmares <laughs> in sixth grade oh man um but yeah and then i very soon read the book uh after that because my grandma did have it and i and i read it and i really really liked the book too but i liked the movie a lot more
3: interesting yeah. yep okay have you read the book no I'm, Matt, I assume that you haven't. Is that a safe... A safe- I have actually gotten maybe uh, a third of the way in.
1: Wow.
0: I've gotten to the point where it's like starting to get spooky, oh and then it's been literally years. I bought it on ebook, god. And I was like, oh my god, I don't even know how much is left.
1: It tells you there's a, <laughs> there's a percentage in the bottom right corner of the page. Yeah, well, whatever the percentage was,
0: was enough for me to go like, good grief, I haven't read any of this thing yet. But... Um, <laughs> But we weren't talking about me. We were talking no, about you No, I know. I'm
3: just, I'm, just, I'm just, like, I was curious.
1: We actually if, hadn't started talking about me yet. I was, yeah,
0: well, I, that was the order that we were going to go in because you were
1: the seventh grade? I was in seventh grade. Uh, I yeah. saw it. It was New Year's Eve, I think. Uh, appropriate. I actually saw Very appropriate. it with Becca. Oh, nice. uh, we were at uh, another girl's house, um, my grade school. Uh, and we were doing, I think we were doing a sleepover. I think I was still allowed to do sleepovers at that age. Um, And then... Yeah, I... A bunch of... It was like a bunch of girls sleeping over, and then some boys came over and... Ooh,
3: scandalous.
1: To watch the scary movie, and then they went home later. We launched Bottle Rockets. Anyway, um, I don't remember being that scared, uh, and it could have been that, like, you're, I don't know, you're with friends. But what I do remember was most scary is the friend's house that we watched it at uh in like she lived in a part of my town that was a bit wooded and she's in like a side street and the whole back her house was like a log cabin type look and the whole back side of her house was all glass uh and just looked out into like a ravine and I remember being Not scared watching the movie, but fucking terrified going to sleep (laughs) later because it was just, like, looking out into the woods. Um, And then since then, I've seen it a handful of times. Um, I think maybe, Jim, after I met you, I watched it a bunch because that's, I think, when I watched Room 237 and some Mm -hmm. of the other, like, Kubrick documentaries. Um, But it's been a few years since I watched it last, Uh, but... I, yeah, I feel kind of like I'm being like a show off being like, I wasn't that scared, but uh, the watching of the movie wasn't that scary because there was like 10 of us and it was like, uh, Ooh, boys are here to
2: compare. <laughs> I had a sleepover. I think it was in seventh or eighth, seventh grade when the ring came out mm. and it, I, I watched that with friends and I was a big, big baby in that one too. Cause oh, I, I thought I was going to die seven days later. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
1: And then, of course, my family was like, well, let's take a weekend trip to, like, Bumblefuck, Wisconsin.
0: Uh Oh, Oh, that's a nice
3: place. I remember
1: (laughs) driving there and passing a hill with a cabin on the top of it that looked just like the one in the movie. And I was like, I'm going to
3: die. I'm going to die. That's where she's going to come and get me from. (laughs) Yeah,
2: uh, Tierney, is this your most rewatched Kubrick movie
1: um probably just because i i watched it so young yeah, that it's yeah, been spaced out over like 20 years yeah <laughs> versus like i don't know some of the other ones
2: i'm gonna but not by boat. much
1: only by like a a view or two
2: yeah i think i'm the same all right anyway, matt.
1: matt you go
0: Um, I, yeah, I feel like my story is not that interesting with this movie, but I think I watched it in college. I actually don't remember when I watched it, but it was late enough that I was like approaching it as like, okay, this is The Shining. It's Stanley Kubrick's famous horror movie. Um, and I remember not being blown away the first time I watched it. Uh, And then I watched this uh, video that I'll probably reference several times throughout this episode, uh, but it was about the spatial impossibilities of The Shining that went into kind of this, like, exploration of, like, the things Kubrick did to make just the world feel uh, eerie and, and wrong. And that was like, oh, okay, maybe I should watch this again. So I watched it again for sure after that, and then I saw Room 237, and then I feel like I watched it, like, two or three times since then, for various halloweens or uh it's just kind of like a classic that you can turn on as a horror movie the way that you can turn on like it's a wonderful life for christmas the shining is just kind of like here's the spoopy movie that like every time you turn you might see something that will horrify <clears throat> you um but i still think even on this rewatch i think there's a lot of stuff that i respect about the movie and the craftsmanship that you know, put it together. But as far as something that's scary, I also don't think it's that scary. Uh, I think it's, like, unsettling. And there's stuff that I was like, oh, they're certainly doing this as much as you're supposed to to make it scary. But I'm personally not, like, too shaken by it. But I also saw it as an adult, so I feel like, you know, at that point, I already knew how movies worked. But I think there's a lot to talk about. And I think that's, like, the most... Fun thing about The Shining is that it's so weird that there's a million things you can pull out kind of out of context of itself to just talk about, like, yeah, what about this? What about this? So I'm thoroughly excited for this conversation.
2: I texted that's my approach, Colin, either this week or last week. That I had when I was watching some stuff, I, I had like a, some bigger picture things to say about horror in mind for this episode right. and you kind of touched exactly on one of them about like I mean, personal ranking of like horror movies is uh, that kind of conversation aside but we're like how you measure a movie that still scares you or really creeps you out to a movie that doesn't but is so expertly constructed mm-hmm. that you are just in such like awe of it like I would say that neither my neither of my two favorite horror movies scare me they, they get under my skin a little bit this one a little bit less so than the other, which is definitely the thing.
3: Hell yeah. Hell um, yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Which, like, absolutely. I agree. I was and if hoping we were to bring core movies, thing. I was like, I did rewatch thing. The Thing.
2: I, I rewatched The Thing yesterday uh, or two days ago, specifically because I always need to question whether or not I like it more or less than The Shining, because those are definitely the top two. And I actually think on rewatch of The Shining, and I think they're both perfect, but I think I'm gonna put the thing higher just because it's shorter and more rewatchable
3: hell it, yeah it, it is Love to I that. as much as I like The Shining I think what I like about The Shining is what you guys are saying is like the all of the the attention to detail to like establish the vibe um yeah. cause like it takes a little I remember the first time I like the first time I tried to watch it and I like fell asleep 30 minutes in I was just like I didn't really know what to expect other than it was like this iconic horror movie. And like when it starts with that, like the opening credits and it's just like the haunting music, but it's just like following a car driving around. I was like, what, <laughs> like what, what is this? And then like the whole interview and everything, like it just takes a really long time to like get into it. Um, so like, I think that's why I fell asleep the first time. Cause I was expecting it to be a little bit more like engaging from the beginning But when I finally sat down and, like, watched it from start to finish, I was like, oh, no. All of that stuff was really important. And, yes, it is, like, slow and not scary. But, like, it's establishing the vibe so well. It's
1: lulling you also into a sense of security. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's such a good vibe. The vibes are immaculate Uh. in this movie. And so then when it finally gets to, like, the craziness of the last, like, 30-ish minutes... Like you like it the it, it feels like all of the build up was giving you like getting you to the perfect place for that resolution of of the story. Um and so like on completing it the first time and then on this rewatch, I'm just like, God damn, this is like expertly crafted, like from start yeah. to finish. I'm
1: mm-hmm. not a big uh horror watcher person, but right. uh the like dichotomy that you've set up is the same would be the same for romances like if you were to look at something that might sweep you off your feet and be like like lovely and uh I don't know <laughs> magical doesn't hold up usually past the first watch um versus something like Phantom Thread is well written and mm-hmm. well made and you can watch it repeatedly that it I would say objectively is a better movie, even though the first one might make you like swoon or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like the same one has an emotional reaction to it. And the other one is just like Mm -hmm. (laughs) well-crafted. That's my own personal. Like if you were to look at like the Hills have eyes scared the shit out of me, it's a garbage movie.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the other big picture thought I had, where it's like, and and this is, it sounds so over dramatic about horror as a genre, and I'm not trying to make it so, like sound like elitist about horror or some shit, but I think it's just the hardest genre to do well. It's not my favorite genre, but when no, because it, it's so
1: cheesy, it's just yeah. like romance, where when, when, it's so hard to not look, make it look right. terrible.
2: Mm-hmm. When when a horror movie is like truly exceptional no like out of all movies that are like truly exceptional like no movie ca- lingers in my mind longer mm-hmm. than an exceptional horror movie mm-hmm. and it's not and, and maybe that's because I, it has some haunting imagery or was scary but like i don't get that f- same feeling from masterpieces in most other genres or most other masterpieces mm-hmm. and i and one reason i i think yeah. that might be is because horror fans like without knowing are like have lowered their bar for the genre. I guess this this phenomenon could happen like, with any other genre, right? But, like, we're, like, trained to jump in disparage, like, half-assed average, like, or slightly above average, like, action movies, comedies, mm-hmm. dramas. But I can't tell you how many, like, objectively half-assed boring average horror movies i've seen where i'm like that wasn't bad or even like that was pretty good (laughs) because some of the truly amazing ones are the scarcest so you're gonna like take what you can get you 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 can argue that the same like dilution exists for other genres but like the that like phenomenon of like lowering your bar for an entire genre i don't think i experienced that with any other genre than this one
1: but even if we were to like bring it back to the shining specifically is like when I watch most horror movies are just terribly written stories Yeah. where like there's like almost no basis in reality, regardless of what whatever the horror element is just the way that the people interact. It's like the fuck does that. Mm -hmm. But then this movie, there's never a moment where you're like, uh, why aren't you running away sort of thing? Because Mm -hmm. even the dynamic between Wendy and Jack is he's abusive. Mm -hmm. So it's a cycle of abuse and he's emotionally abusing her. So she's not going to go running away. She's going to be like, I'm such a fucking idiot. And so then it's like, no, at no point are you (laughs) like, what are you doing? Which is what I do in every single horror movie because they're so fake.
3: (laughs) I hate them so much. You would love barbarians. I was just gonna say, save it, save it, Jim. (laughs) Sorry, we'll get there later.
1: (laughs) But like the the way way that the the story, (laughs) the way that the story is written, is like it. Obviously, the horror element makes things not true, but the dynamic between the characters is all like what would be considered like true or honest. I'm using air quotes to our listener, Um, because they're real life interactions as opposed to like I can't run all of a sudden my feet are swamps and like oh, but I love him he's gonna chop me up to death but I love him yeah <laughs> spare me
0: I, I mean I think the other thing is that it's this is Stanley Kubrick's only horror movie and so that's also like this is less of a horror movie and more of a Stanley Kubrick film
4: mm-hmm. yeah. and right so like
0: that's not to say it's not a horror film but like the stuff that he's good at, that he does in Clockwork Orange or Full Metal Jacket or uh, Eyes Wide Shut, any of those like really upsetting, distressing images, those aren't horror films. A Clockwork Orange isn't horror; it's more sci-fi, and like Eyes Wide Shut is whatever the fuck it is. But like The horror. Shining is a straight-up horror, and so this one. All of the things he's good at, those, like, long stares and the music that, like, the sound mixing in this is so upsetting and, like, stresses you out hearing these, like, really cacophonous, like, Mm. screeching sounds. That stuff is just him making a movie that makes your body feel unwell, Mm -hmm. that makes you feel, like, upset by it. Mm. And uh, I can't remember who said it. It might have been a professor or... Some reviewer, but like the only two genres of films that like elicit a bodily reaction in the way they do are horror films and pornography because like pornography is getting mm. towards like the titillation, whereas horror is getting to like your fears and you're like no other movie makes you like audibly besides comedies, comedies are the other one, so it's like yeah. the way your body just reacts to this, these things, like a drama doesn't I disagree do that.
1: with this claim.
0: I mean, nothing else makes you like shriek or like make your body instinctually react to stimuli. You mean that you've like never drama, had,
1: you, like, you've never had a physical or emotional reaction to any other movie? Is that what you're telling me? It has to be a dr- It has to be a horror or a porno for you to have any sort of physical reaction. I'm not to saying
0: it. I said this. I said that somebody else said this. That like, yeah, but you're defending the like claim. I'm saying. I think that's why. I think that gets to the point of like why shitty horror can thrive is because you don't need a lot of anything mm-hmm. to feel the way that you want to feel. In the same way that porn nobody's there for plot. They're there for the bodily reaction to something <laughs> doing what you want it to do. And horror is like I want to jump. I want to feel afraid. I want to feel hmm. scared. Yeah, but I and have those same
1: body. reactions watching an action movie. I want to do XYZ. And then in like a romance but movie. Your I'd body have to is sing. not
0: like involuntarily kicking the seat in front of wow. you. Wow. Like your body Maybe it <laughs> <is>. don't want <laughs> to sit in front of you in a movie.
1: <laughs> I, mean, you I see had a, bad a stronger harmony. physical reaction watching punch drunk love than I did watching most horror movies.
0: I mean I also feel the same way. I don't I don't find horror that interesting. But I think that speaks to why so many people do. Not you I think they just lack
1: emotional depth.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, you're attacking an entire genre of films and the people that like them. The point is that they like them for a specific reason, and the reason is bodily. The reason is because it, it spooks you. It makes you jump. It makes your skin crawl. And, like, this yeah. movie does that, even though it's not doing the traditional things that a horror movie. I don't like slasher movies would traditionally do. And also like Mm -hmm. it's not paced like a horror movie at all. Yeah. It's this could be more different from any slasher, any Final Destination or Halloween or Friday the thirteenth. Like those are horror. And this is not in that realm
3: whatsoever. Uh the you when you mentioned pacing, I I was laughing today. I had totally forgotten about like the (laughs) intertitles. And so I was like mm-hmm. giggling at how like how quickly they devolved. <laughs> it was like, yeah. like the interview, the last day, one month later, Tuesday, <laughs> eight a.m. a.m. Yeah, Four yeah. p.m. <laughs> I
1: was like, okay. Also, just the fact that this takes place in ten days.
3: I Did really I read that right? Well, I mean, there's mm, what's this? One month later. Right? So they, yeah, yeah it's he, one month later. He goes for point. the interview. Like if you're talking from. Like, fully start to finish. He goes, sorry, they're in
1: the hotel for 10 days.
3: No, they're in the hotel for longer than that. They're in the hotel for a whole month. At least a month longer. It's probably like a month and a half. Oh, all in. I thought the one
1: month later was between the interview and them arriving at the hotel. No,
3: it's one month Mm -hmm. after they do, like, they show up on the last day and they're giving them the tour, and then it does one month later. Okay, so a month
1: and a week. That's five weeks. It's wild. And it was That's supposed to be like take me to go 7 months. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like 6. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He didn't
2: make it very far. Yeah.
3: I was going to ask you guys uh I was going to save it until later but we're kind of talking about it now. Is it, would you guys do this? Like not like specifically no. the No, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Hell no. Especially with getting snowed in. Fuck no. I
0: think I Just would. Being trapped? No way.
3: I mean, I don't think I would you do would it say. in like 1980. But, like, I think I could probably do it now.
0: With no cell reception? What if your Wi-Fi goes down and you're just left with books? And <laughs> you kill
2: your whole family. That's when I would go crazy, yeah. As
3: long as I can get on the internet, I'll be fine. Twitter is not going to make me go crazy. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> I didn't think about that doing it. Um, probably not. But there are elements of it that I really enjoy.
3: Yeah. I, so yeah, I, I uh, like the idea yeah. in theory, but then I remember, obviously, like, I would not do it if I were completely alone, um, yeah. because I remember I remember 2020 when I was completely alone for, like, a month, and that was rough, so I wouldn't do it if I were completely alone, but I think <laughs> if I had, like, like a person six. or two, I think I could probably do it.
1: Or if it wasn't six months
3: long.
0: Yeah, like three months. I mean... Yeah, what I'll say is that there was one time when I lived on Armitage in Bucktown that I stayed home all day and hadn't opened the blinds and left the house at like 8 p.m. to just get Chipotle nearby and was so lonely and isolated all day and hadn't talked to anyone and felt like I was going to die. I was like, I feel so separated from reality because I feel like a ghost. Like, I haven't interacted with anyone today. So, sim- you are no, describing my ideal
3: Saturday. Like, I fucking love the Yuck. idea of just, like, <laughs> waking up, stumbling from my bed to my couch, just watching TV all day, and maybe How going I out like and getting this? some food at some point, but probably getting it delivered, let's be honest. <laughs> like
4: Matt, I've had like a similar... The dream.
3: <laughs>
1: I had a similar experience uh, when I was in grad school and I remember leaving to go to a friend's birthday party and it was a similar thing. And then I was like, whoa, everyone's just been doing stuff all day. I had been also doing stuff. I was like, I think I was writing and then like reading a book or something. But I hadn't talked to anybody and I hadn't seen anybody all day. And then I ate shit.
3: Right in the middle of the
1: sidewalk. Oh no! <laughs> so my really my first human interaction that day was just someone being like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> I ripped my pants. That's how hard I hit the ground. My knees, my knees ripped. <laughs> oh, my, <God>. my knees. <laughs> anyway.
0: Um, so no, I would not do it. Um. Also, that hotel or the. I mean, Stanley it is a hotel. The yeah. the overlook. Well, it's not well, right. So, but I mean, yeah, based on the Estes Park Stanley Hotel uh, mm-hmm. created by Stanley Steamer, uh, magnet, whatever, whoever the guy was behind Stanley Steamer, he was is that the one true. Who built the Stanley Hotel, it's haunted. I've been there. There's a small, small hedge maze in the front that they trim every year. Um,
3: but so it's, it's not you know, 13 it's old... feet tall.
0: No, bullshit. not at all. That's bullshit. Um, but the actual location that's shown in the movie is the Timberline Lounge Lodge, which is in Mount Hood in Oregon, uh, about an hour outside, or maybe two hours outside of Portland. Uh, the first time I ever visited Denver, I went to the Stanley Hotel with my friend Brent, and then I went to Portland, and I wanted to visit the Timberline to be like, this is the bookend of The Shining. This is the real hotel. This is the one... But it's uh, very high up on the mountain. It's very, very hard to get to uh, mm. in the winter, and I did not make it up there. Which one of those two is where Dumb and Dumber was filmed? Stanley Hotel, and okay. they've got pictures of all of the different movies that have filmed there, including nice. Dumb and Dumber next to The Shining. So, really, the opposite ends of the spectrum as far as. Uh,
2: well, here's their connecting thread. We landed on the moon.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no way.
1: <laughs> so what's the what's the scoop with the Stanley Hotel? Why is it haunted? Is it also a, I, built on a burial ground?
3: I mean, probably yeah, almost certainly, yeah. You're, but I mean, you are um, the one who has the hat. I think right? it is. You're, you're on indigenous land, like yeah,
1: yeah, but not everything is a burial ground. I know, I know, it's like I know. A religious burial That's ground.
0: True. It's, uh, I think it just might be like
1: it's all stolen land. Somewhere. Don't get me wrong.
0: Right, right, right. I think it might just be that it's spooky from former
3: guests and stuff, the way a lot of hotels are. but
1: I mean, hotels are um, creepy as shit. Yeah.
3: I fucking yeah. hate them. I spend so much of my life in them. They're fine.
1: I have never felt <laughs> completely safe in a hotel. Really? Never.
3: I love
0: hotels.
1: I almost always have to barricade the door.
3: Okay. Well, that's, that's what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, I, yeah, I don't really know how to react to that.
1: Especially, Especially if I'm alone it's even worse
3: is this like an anxiety thing
1: no it's just like a not safe thing (laughs) like any key can open any door if you had a master key if someone at the front desk like went to go take a shit or something and they left a master key out someone could just come into my room
0: but what about the little swingy thing yeah you put that on
1: but like what does that buy you like five minutes
3: so it depends how hard they kick what are you using to barricade the door
1: a chair, okay. Underneath the handle. All right, it's pretty good. Unless um, if there's other people in the room, I won't barricade the door, but I will take the bed furthest from the door.
2: I'm definitely gonna remember this when I'm
3: in a hotel alone. If I'm ever in a hotel alone, then I'm gonna be scared. I'm always I'm in murdered. hotel rooms alone, <laughs> and I will be in a hotel room alone. And like,
1: also, just like, <laughs> like think of weeks. how many people have gotten murdered in hotels, like
3: so many.
0: But, yeah. like, a lot of shitty hotels. Yeah, it was like, I, like, I'm not staying like at the roadside. <laughs> I mean, Like, the Bates Motel is the kind of hotel where people get murdered. People go to the Bates Motel because they're like, I'm tired. I got to pull off the other side of the road. It's like, well, it's. I'm so sorry, but only murderers are employed. No, that's, you know what? I'm going to take that back. <laughs> like, There's that a lot harsh. of fine people that work in America's roadside hotels.
1: Have you not seen, like, this was a few years ago, like, loads of people just were going missing from hotels or, like, you'd f- find like CCTV and it would be someone walking and then they just disappear from CCTV. Did you guys miss this whole thing? And they were always women. And so that might also factor uh, into well, it. Yeah, I was but it say. was like someone got in a hotel <laughs> in like an elevator in the hotel and then just like died. <laughs> like,
0: well, that was the, that's it here in LA, the, the Cecil or the hotel Cecil, that woman that like is on CCTV, like making all the hand gestures and like trying to hide from somebody and then ended up in yeah. the water tank on the roof oh and they it was the same like time later because the water tasted weird
1: that That's whenever upsetting. that happened there was like Whoa. a whole bunch of them across the country like hotels are freaky as shit i would much rather sleep in a tent
3: i that <laughs> i, before, I I'll truly say it again. don't understand that <laughs> no nah, i don't know if i go that far <laughs> yeah
2: i wasn't well, afraid I'm of bears when i was summer. a when i was a boy scout but when i but now if you put me in a tent and they're they're like just do the whole boy scout thing again i'd be like no bears are everywhere (laughs) and they all want my face
1: (laughs) no (laughs) i'd much rather sleep with a bear out of a tent than just like another dude
0: um where are we what's this movie we're talking about um sorry (laughs) we're talking (laughs) about right
3: I was looking up the, the um, spoopiness. Uh, Wikipedia does not offer much in uh, the spookiness yeah, of the Stanley Hotel. Yeah, I looked it up. It's so. oh. um, disappointing.
1: I thought the aerial shots in the beginning were really good. And they yeah. were way ahead of their time. They look like drone shots.
3: Oh, yeah. I yeah. also, again, you know, the first time I watched it was just, like, not ready to receive it. But I felt like... <laughs> My memory of the first time of watching it was like those opening credits with all those aerial shots was like ten minutes long. And when I watched it, I was like, okay, it's it's actually a very reasonable length for opening credits.
2: (laughs) This most recent watch, I thought of the the shots that Sam Raimi does in Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two of Mm. like the demon kind of. I almost like there's like a presence that's following them to the hotel, which I guess I would say is. Jack's Mm. alcoholism and abuse, Um, but normally I I don't ever think that Uh, I just I'm just like let's let's kind of let's keep it going.
0: Yeah,
2: but the music is so good. The music is fantastic. Just right off the bat, it's setting such a mood.
0: Yeah, and so much so that when they did Doctor Sleep, they just did that song to be like, we're going right back, and it's like, oh yeah,
1: you got to use the theme. It worked on me immediately. Bomb, 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 bomb. Yeah. Okay, um, I have questions though about this movie. Um, yeah, let's go. Sure. If we want to go into that,
0: let's get into it.
1: So, how does Room Two Thirty Seven get opened?
0: Ghost.
2: So go- yeah, it just opens.
1: But then, how come you have the whole thing with Halloran, where he says like, "Don't open it."
0: Like, don't go in there. Don't open the room. Yeah.
1: But it was already open. <laughs> Well, because the ghosts are going to open. Well, I think he passes it
2: once before, and it's closed. Yeah. And then another time it's open. And yeah, he opened. tries to open it. Yeah, and it's just, well, Danny, I guess I chalk that up to Halloran underestimating the evil in the hotel and what mm-hmm. its driving force is uh, and how it's going to bring Danny to it, and also underestimating how stupid kids are.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, okay. if, like five-year-old is going to yeah. do that shit. Especially yeah. if, like, if they're told not to and they try and get in and it's locked and then later, like, a couple days later, apparently, try and get in and it's wide open, they're gonna go in.
2: I, I don't know when is a good time to say this, but I'm just gonna say it now in, in case we don't go, like, in-depth on Wendy. But I'll just say that, right like, the the one thing I remember from the novel, I don't remember the novel novel extremely well, but one thing I absolutely remember is Wendy is a much stronger character in yeah. the novel. Yeah, absolutely. She has so, yeah. she is such a, like a strong person and stands up to Jack and is not at all
0: anything like what she is in this movie.
1: That's disappointing. Yep. There are a
0: lot of differences between yeah. this movie and the a, book. A lot. Uh, that was like the biggest one that people have cited though, mm-hmm. but I think even the room number is slightly different. It's it like is. Room 2, yeah. 57. 17 or something. 217, yeah. Uh, And, I mean, one of the things about Kubrick's approach on the adaptation is, like, really, uh, Stephen King did not like this movie, did not like the adaptation of his book. Uh, (laughs) There's, like, a lot of stuff that happens that's never actually explained but is explained in the book, like the bear giving a blowjob. But, like, even, even, I guess, it's like a sex party. But, like, those characters have, like, multiple scenes where they're, like their relationship is explored and like who he is
3: to this man so why he dresses up like a bear quick sidebar i obviously like i like that shot is like of the bear like popping up and like looking at the camera like it's an iconic shot and i for whatever reason in my brain it was a shot from eyes wide shut <laughs> So when we watched Eyes Wide Shut earlier and it wasn't there, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Where is that bear thing from? So when I watched this again, I was like, oh, there it is. I was like, not that far off. It was at least a Kubrick film. But I was like, I did yeah. giggle to myself. This I was much like, more oh, psychosexual. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: I do like the like... scene where uh, Jack Nicholson goes to make out with the lady in the tub and she's just like disintegrating. Yeah. It's, it's like, sucks to suck, motherfucker. So Although, why gross. are there two of them? There's one in the tub and one he's making out with. It's just tricking him. Fucking oh, with
2: him. Drop, a trying to drive him mad, I think. I do Got love it. how he backs up so slowly with like his mouth agape. And it's it's so like... I, I don't laugh at it, but it's so over the top. Like, okay. In any movie, you ahead. would book it. Oh, you would yeah. book it the fuck out of there you wouldn't stay walk slowly backwards at the same pace that the ghost is coming at you
1: so i think yeah. shelly duvall is really good in this movie Jeez. um i think i've it's never really bothered me until this time watching it but jack nicholson overacts and oh yeah it's exhausting he does it in every movie but this one was like particularly bad and i was just like that's probably my like primary complaint about this movie is like he's he's doing too much and it's tiring
0: i think that is like part Mm -hmm. of it though because when you're able when you're watching how big his performance is you're like this really is unhinged like this isn't how anybody really talks like the, the like variations in pitch and like going in and out of, like, words is, like, so bizarre that I was laughing. Like, I think it is a funny performance. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is why you got the Joker. Because you're, like, pure menace and just this kind of unhinged, bizarre, linguistic, like, freak. Like, that's... His vibe is so strange that, like, I don't know. I I think Jim Carrey doing it it would lean more towards, like, oh, yeah, it's overacting, but it's funny. Whereas this is overacting, but it is scary. Yeah. It is, like, yeah, a- unsettling to be like, oh, my God, this guy would, would be so much to be stuck in a room with. And having him coming closer to you where you're like, get the fuck
3: away from well, me. Well, and especially he, how relatively tame he is at the beginning of the movie. Like, in the interview, but he, he's, like, extremely... He's just like, yeah, okay, if you're going to have some coffee, I'll have some coffee, too. Like, it's very yeah. reasonable. Um, I mean, he's still, like, going for it, but it's not nearly as extreme. And then he, yeah,
1: <laughs> ends, up he ends up where he ends up. But that's sort of where, like, even the stuff in the beginning where I'm like, how is this not raising anybody's flags? And when yeah. I start to have those moments in any movie, but specifically horror movies... It, like, is all I'm going to think of anytime they're on screen. So I'm like, how does, how, like, and I know it's a plot, and he, I just feel like he could be a little more sinister and less, like, screamy. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, okay, so here's the thing, and I, uh, this was one thing that on this rewatch, I was like, I want to talk about this. Like, he the needs to gaslight of...
1: her more. <laughs> can't believe that just <laughs> well, came out of my mouth. But he needs to You're do not that wrong. instead of, like, screaming at <laughs> yeah. her. Yeah. I don't to think be like, he goes, I don't know like, what you're talking about. I don't think it goes like
2: full screamy. I I like that they kind of they build it. They build up to it. I think mm-hmm. the screamy moments yeah. are earned. Yeah. But sorry, Matt, what were we, we going to say darling, Light of oh, oh, my life, light, oh, light
0: oh, my life. Oh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> or I mean even okay, so the line specifically that I think everyone also remembers from the movie is like you've always Here's been the, you've always been the caretaker, mm-hmm. which is like I mean, yeah, here's Johnny. But, like, you've always been the caretaker. Yeah. Is like, what does that mean? Like, does, has he been a ghost here forever? Is he the Like, what does that mean? And I think it really means it doesn't matter whether or not the ghosts are possessing you. It doesn't matter whether or not yeah. you're an alcoholic. You're a bad person. You've always yeah. been a bad person. Yes. And, like, when he's mad that she's interrupting him working... That has nothing to do with the ghost. It's just right. him being an asshole. Mm-hmm. And right. so, like, he's an abusive father. He's an alcoholic. He's a liar. And he's disrespectful of his wife and not a good, like, husband to her. And that's outside the ghost. So I think it's mostly, right. like, what the, what, the ho- what the hotel does is, like, reinforce your bad instincts. And it's just he's always been this way. Now it's just he has an excuse to take it out on his family and kill them. Just like all these other assholes that have been possessed by this house before, or this hotel, have done. Like, they're all assholes. They're all just bad people and evil. I
1: think level. I just wanted him to be, like, a little bit more of, like, a normal asshole. Like, to instead of making him, like, a supervillain, make him, like, I don't know, like an asshole. Like, someone you would actually encounter. Which he is in the beginning, where you're like, oh, it could have been been anybody. You pick your kid up all the time. But then, like, by the time he's yelling at Wendy for interrupting him, it's like, okay. (laughs) Dial it back just a little bit, and then emphasize, like, the dickiness, and then you're in a good
2: spot. I mean, he basically starts his, like, tenure there, and then it's, like, one month later, and he's like, Fuck Wendy, get out of here! Yeah, like, yeah. There's really there isn't a buildup to it though. Like I think one of the things that it was either Coop, uh, not Kubrick, I'm sorry, Stephen King or someone else said against the Jack Nicholson casting, and they were like, you need somebody who can be driven crazy and people are going to see Jack Nicholson mm-hmm. and assume automatically that he's the bad guy mm-hmm. which right. I think any trailer might have told you that. I know the trailers were pretty minimalistic and I think this one in particular was famous for being really minimal. I think it was like just the elevator blood or something with the narration yeah. but like I swear like hindsight aside like if I was, it was 1980 and I was in the theater and I would seen one other Jack Nicholson <laughs> movie he would have been like, hi, I'm here to meet Mr. Ullman. I'm like, that guy's fucking crazy. It's like, yeah. Immediately.
1: His Look, face is crazy, even like exactly. his eyebrows. Like, yeah.
2: do, to
0: be able to do this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is pure menacing. And I think, again, that might be Kubrick's choice in adapting the way he did. Because we think of him as a bad man from the beginning, yeah. through the middle, into the end. And like, there really isn't like alcoholism isn't to blame and other things aren't to blame he's just a bad man and with a book i think the book is also a little more like you're kind of watching somebody who's like trying their best but like doesn't really want to do the work yeah and then the slow disintegration of that like psyche at this hotel but in this it's kind of like yeah he's an asshole right away but maybe he always was and that's and like the ghosts are just getting at the worst of him
2: it's a bold choice that I, I really like about the movie actually like the, cause you could, you could place, I mean there's plenty of horror movies of someone in a place and they're a good person and they go mad but like yeah. putting him there and kind of really giving you the signs right away that he is going to go crazy is just like a ticking time bomb, it really adds to the tension that's mm-hmm. even more heightened by just the atmosphere of the movie
0: yeah and it is a significantly different story to tell than like the Amityville Horror, which is like Ryan Reynolds is a good dad, and then like slowly over time the house oh my corrupts God, him man. and have family. But like the point is, in this, it's not, it's not the hotel. Like the hotel is happening, but it's happening to everybody. Like everyone
3: is seeing crazy shit. You know that but, that like, wasn't Amityville... what Jim and I were reacting to, right? Yeah. <laughs> I should have known that you were gonna reference that version of yeah. the movie. <laughs> I right.
2: have not
0: seen the original. It, it, Fuck the seventies horror. It it so boring. But it's in oh color. <laughs> I don't give a shit.
1: But even the Omen oh, like, original, original came out boring. A year before The, the Exorcist,
3: Shining. boring. <laughs> the original Amy Deville They're came out boring. in 1979. This movie, The Shining, came out in 1980. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Some 1980s.
0: Yeah, this one's got threshold. pacing issues too. <laughs> I guess.
1: I feel like the house doesn't really <coughs> ramp up its thing until after he says he'd sell his soul for a drink. Is that right? Or does the is room two thirty seven open already?
2: It's, I think it's open. I already. think or it's in it's happening at the same time. Or this is a, it's after it's been open and Danny goes in there. It's I think it's before he goes in there because mm-hmm. he gets accused and gets, of being of yeah. beating Danny and then yes. he
0: sells does the sell his soul
1: and that's when shit gets turned up to 11 yeah okay
0: yeah i think because it's like they know his weakness now and they're going to exploit it
1: i I think also because he just gave it away
2: (laughs) right in my in my like in in, internally for me though that's like the that's an eight and then when he turns down i love the shot where he turns down the hallway by the gold room the second time and all the balloons are there, and you can hear the party music, yeah. that's when I'm like, oh, fuck, it's 11 now.
3: Yeah.
2: And that's even before the bathroom scene, which is probably my favorite scene in the movie, despite very unnecessary
3: racial slur. <laughs> yeah. The
1: red the red bathroom scene or the naked lady? The red the, the bathroom. The red bathroom. bathroom. Like, oh,
3: okay. After I he gets love, the drink spilled on him.
2: Yeah. The whole, like, correcting line is just gets under my skin every time, and I don't remember if it's that that scene or if it's with the bartender the, whoever says you've always been here like that yeah. those types of lines even I, I really like the way you broke it down and came, like, gave it more meaning than I, I think usually attribute to it Matt but like just even if there were no, there was no meaning that kind of line I fucking love lines like that in horror movies so much I don't want to spoil yeah. the uh, David Lynch's like Lost Highway like Hotel away, but
1: California a, yeah
2: um Exactly.
1: Which did you guys know that song is about like, uh, American access
3: I did not know that. Haven't we yeah. talked about that on the pod, or was that just like one of the times the three of us I were might've... shooting the shit? Maybe. American access. excess, excess.
1: <laughs>
3: American access. Oh yeah, I was like, "What yeah, the fuck American from Asia, is American access?" that a TV show? California, so, <laughs> so they're oh, okay. accessing. No, the excess.
1: <laughs> okay yeah. sure I believe that I mean it's literally <laughs> what they wrote it for yeah well I believe it so yeah. case closed checks out <laughs> um, okay Matt I think this was when you were in Chicago recently you said something that was like you made some claim about Jack Nicholson in this movie and you were like yeah he was always dead and I was like what <laughs> do you remember what, what it was because <laughs> because i was literally like what are you talking about and you were like yeah he's in a picture at the end he's dead the whole time or something like you had some claim I where i was like me. no it was definitely you it might not have been that it was what? dead the whole time but you made some claim about him or like he was like some claim where he's like a resurrected spirit or like was evil or something and i was like wait i did i mean
0: i thought that maybe he's like back again but i don't remember saying it that like that time it was on this rewatch that i was like is this maybe a spirit that got like cycled through where they like lured him back because he used to be there well he does say
1: like, it feels very familiar, like I knew it was around every corner. And that's where I was like, is this what Matt was talking about? I couldn't remember the claim you made. I just remember being like, wait, what? <laughs> well, there is, some, yeah, there's an And had a moment where I was like, I've been watching this movie wrong the whole time.
0: <laughs> well, he's in that picture from 1921, and I still don't entirely know what that means. Yeah. Or why that exists. And it's the last shot of the movie, so there's a ton of significance behind it. But I have no idea what it is necessarily suggesting. It doesn't really matter, though. I think it's it still... It doesn't. I, I think what's... trapped there now. When I was like the Hotel California.
2: <laughs> Young. <laughs> Such a lovely place. <laughs> when, I was... <laughs> when I was younger, I, for a long time, I thought that, like, he was never actually there. That, like, when the hotel claimed him, he appeared in that picture. But we never see it beforehand, so you can't yeah, really know right. basis for that. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of always how that I thought my of understanding. it.
1: understanding.
2: But even if it's not, I don't know. I think the more I think about it, the less creepy it is to me, and so I try not to think about it too much. I think
3: that yeah. that feels like the right move.
0: Uh, my other overall uh, uh, t- theme that I pulled from this rewatch is that when talking about the hotel, uh, Dick O'Halloran is like, you know, sometimes if a bad thing happens, it leaves behind, mm-hmm. like, leftovers from it like and it goes throughout generations and it really uh as the jamie lee curtis uh clip mashup says it's about trauma trauma it's about trauma this movie is about trauma (laughs) really it's about trauma uh but like the idea that like the hotel itself has this like murder trauma in the same way that like the domestic abuse that jack gives to both wendy and uh what's the kid's name danny Danny. holy shit man! danny (laughs) i was gonna say like tony but tony's little ghost friend anyway the same idea of that like generational trauma being passed down is the hotel the hotel is doing that to anybody who's coming there to stay and so really it's about trauma yeah yeah that's it (laughs) um okay so i want to take that note off my list um but also okay i do want to talk about the spatial impossibilities of the uh, hotel because i think that's one of my favorite things about it so some of the fun stories that i know around the production of the movie is uh when the dp was trying to understand the shot layout that he was going to do for like the, the hedge maze chase he like went over a map with Stanley Kubrick and Stanley Kubrick was like yeah okay so this is the route so go this way and then turn right and then this would be the route you go so like go rehearse it right now get a feel for what you're gonna have to do and so the DP ran in and started like getting turned around where he was like I don't know what the fuck this map is not accurate and so he like kept trying to figure out how to get out and kept getting lost and like an hour later emerged from the hedge maze and Stanley Kubrick was just laughing <laughs> And that was the point, was to be like, you shouldn't know where the hell you're going. Like, the maps, the overhead views of the labyrinths, none of them are the same. They're all different hedge mazes. None of them are the exact same maze. And so, like, that idea is kind of, like, both in the photography of that scene is you're not supposed to know where you are. And also just the way that they actually produced it was, like, nothing was... Nobody knew where anything was. Isn't that crazy?
1: Is it like just it. with the hedges or is it with the hotel too?
0: Well, the hotel itself, there are hallways that can't exist from the way that they turn. So yeah. like, yeah. they'll walk up the stairs and turn right, and suddenly they're in a hallway where rooms are to the left, but you just saw that there was an open window mm-hmm. that they came from. So like, even the, the office that uh, Jack has the interview in, the way he turns in, there could not be a window there. Yeah. It cannot exist so like it's just this uh, in the freezer and storage room are like the clearest examples because the way that they walk out of the freezer around the corner and into the storage room they would be the same room and so like all of this is so purposeful and laid out and it's kind of the exactly what kubrick is great at is like this like meticulous psychological warfare just in the way that he's setting up the spaces that you're looking at and like yeah. It's crazy. There's like yeah. a, this is the part of the documentary that's on. It's like a 23 minute video on YouTube that goes into this and I was like this is insane. Like none of it makes sense and it makes you feel unsettled by being like where are we? Where does the where is this?
2: Yeah. The room 237 goes into that a little bit of that too. It released the the yeah. the impossible window. and It's so it it I into and, and that was the why I loved the room to yeah, room 237 so much the first time I saw it and it's like less exciting now, but, like, because I I was always so disoriented, right? I mean, yeah, like, the impossible space never lets you get your bearings. You worry about what's around the next corner, even if you're going down the same hallway again. Mm -hmm. And you can't get familiar with the space because Kubrick won't let you do it. And, like, it just is designed to create discomfort, and then when I, I, like, I never could explain that, and then when the documentary pointed out, like, the impossibility of the space, I was like, oh, it makes... So much sense. Impossible spaces is one of my favorite things in a horror movie. If there's like, if someone like opens a door, and I don't mean like hidden staircases, like behind a bookcase. I think I actually just said this in my own pop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna gonna repeat it. Reference it back if you want to get more. (laughs) Yeah. Like a hidden staircase, like behind a bookcase, or something like that, can be scary depending on what the rest of the movie is doing. But if if I open my door to this bedroom right now, and I know that. Every time it's gonna go right out into our living room, if I open that door and there's a staircase going down, I'm gonna freak out yeah like that that kind of stuff and especially if that staircase goes down much farther than I know my building goes like it it's that kind of shit gets under my skin so much i i it's it's amazing
0: barbarian, I barbarian baby. I got trapped in a liminal space the other day in a parking garage, and I like, couldn't find the door. Space. And I just, I just kept going down, and there were no more entrances. And I was like, where the fuck am I? Why are there stairs to nowhere? Where am I supposed to go? It really did freak me out. There,
2: there's a really, really, really good horror short film. I think it's called The Ten Steps. And it's, well... I don't. I don't know if I want to spoil it. It's super short. It's it's basically we'll in, it. entirely about impossible space. But I, I think the only other point I wanted to make about the impossibility of the space is just how it lends to the atmosphere. And that like yeah. so many so many movies in in video games too, horror video games. I mean, like treat atmosphere like it's a place. Mm-hmm. It's such. It's so lazy. Like you throw characters in a place. Survive, man. Scary. <laughs> exactly. Um but, like, it's, like, you, so many of these lazy-ass horror movies be like, oh, make this place look scary, play scary music, or withhold musical cues if you want to be cool about it. But, like, just throw characters in this place, and now you've got atmosphere, and it's just so stupid. Like, Kubrick understands that the way the camera moves, where the camera's placed, how the char- characters occupy the space they're given, you know, like, the presence or absence of other characters, and it's just... It's so it's so good, and I. Yeah. It's just like it's it's one of those things, just where it's like this. You're you're seeing like one of your favorite directors like make. Your one of your favorite genres, a movie in your favorite genre, so one of your favorites, and it's just yeah. it's like a can, PTA making a psychosexual movie. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: Can I uh, can I uh, share an anecdote on the impossibility of spaces? Of course, yes. yeah. So when my sister lived in, uh, she went to U of I and she stayed after she graduated for a couple of years, like a townie. And I went down to visit her and she was staying in an apartment building that, uh, was very bizarrely set up. And it wasn't until I would visit it with one of my friends and it wasn't until he pointed it out what was weird about it is it's designed like a prison And so you'd have, like, squares that look down into an empty courtyard. And all of the apartments would be along the squares. And you'd have, like, four sets of squares. Uh, And uh, it was one of the most bizarre buildings I've ever been in. And similar to what you were saying, Jim, there was, in the stairwell going up the stairs, there was a door that was probably 18 inches off the ground. Uh, Just Uh. a door. Like, in it, it wasn't even in the stairwell. It's like you go up a flight and then you turn and go the other way. So it's in the spot where you turn and go the other way. There is just a door mm-hmm. 18 inches oh. off the ground with a key in the doorknob. And also the stairwell, all of the lights this is the most dim building I've ever been in. Oh,
2: my God. <laughs> yes. But
1: there was just a set of a set of keys in the door. And I was like, what's that? And then my friend was like, what is this building? And then my sister, I was like, I had to look up the reference. I was like, what's that? And she's like, it's a door. I was like, why are there keys in it? And she said... There are two Teresa Halbachs Toyota RAV4, which is a reference to the making a murderer documentary, <laughs> which is like a really dark joke. And then we got to the top and it was literally she's on the top floor and you walk around this square. And my friend was like, this is like where the guards would stand and look below with like guns. And I was like, I can't unsee this now. <laughs> a panopticon did you it was truly wild did you go into the
3: door like the weird door that was like
1: no it was locked
2: no that's it probably leads to somewhere beyond space and time yeah yeah or just just like
1: maybe to like an (laughs) underground prison for the above ground prison yeah it was so weird Jim, you went to U of I. I should find out where... I, where, I was where. about
2: to say, it's, at first, it sounded like you were describing my senior year apartment complex.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Hang on. I'll, I'll text her. She was here, and then she left to go for a, yeah, a Bevragino.
2: Send me an address of, of the bill, or just tell me where it, it, on campus it is, and I'll probably know
3: it.
1: Um, we can talk about something else until then though (laughs) it's like what if we're just sitting here waiting with (laughs) bated
3: breath and your sister's just not looking at her phone
1: (laughs) no she is because she's texting me that one of the librarians from our childhood library is at the bar nice (laughs) i'm saying what was the prison complex apartment building you lived in
2: (laughs) i have a random observation that i wanted to know what you guys thought yes. of it, why is the, the repeating of the lines when he's talking to lloyd and when he's talking to yes grady he i don't think he does it ever before this i could be wrong but it's like anything you say lloyd anything you say like he, he does that so many times i think i counted at least 10 or maybe around 10 it's hmm. it's odd I don't. I never really made anything of it. I didn't know if it was bad writing. I didn't know if that was actually dialogue from the book. I just didn't. I don't know. I want to know what you guys well, thought of it.
0: I mean, you know where else words are repeated? Isn't his writing true? He repeats the same line over and over and over and over and over again. Does he? So it might just be. What?
3: <laughs> are you serious? <laughs>
1: Did you think my camera froze? <laughs> what a wise ass <laughs> over here. Just being a wise <laughs> ass. But the point is, mm-hmm. I think
0: it's just that, you know, that's
3: another sign that he's, like, losing his marbles. Uh, sp- but also, are there... I did think yeah. Shelley Duvall was, like, really good in that Like, when she comes across his manuscript, oh, yeah. and she's just, like, flipping through all the pages, yeah. and she's just getting more and more horrified. Yeah. I was like, damn. And I like. I can even you even before I saw
1: this? No. <laughs> like even before
3: I saw this, movie going for to the your first husband
1: time. or wife's, that'd be like finding out <laughs> that like your partner wasn't going to work every day, yeah. but was just like riding the subway for eight hours.
2: That yeah. so that's a good question. All right, would you rather be cheated on by your significant other or find out that they've been writing the same thing? in their notebook every day for the last, like, month. Over right. and over, yeah, and over again.
3: cheated on, for sure. Because <laughs> gr- I would be like, oh, yeah.
0: I would be like, you wanted to have sex, so you had sex. That makes sense. This, I'd be like, I don't know what this yeah. is. I don't know what's happening to you.
1: There are yeah. two different reactions. One would be, like, uh, obviously, they're both devastating. But one is, like, very much, like, an, uh, an emotional response and the other one is much more like concern and fear for their own safety and also mine
3: yeah i was gonna say i mean like that's like that's like pure psychopath behavior so i'd be like what the fuck i gotta get out of this situation right
0: now when you see me typing um yeah practice right now and get the fuck out all that attitude for this shit this is what you were so worried about getting interrupted that's how i would react actually i'd be like really you need to focus on this bullshit what the fuck is this i also forgot that she doesn't
1: have the bat to protect her from him she has it to protect her from the people in room 237
0: yeah when she just, st- just popping up.
2: finds the papers, I think that's the start. I don't know if that includes the part that Kubrick made her redo over and over and over again. I don't know if it, he had her redo that entire scene, but I think that was the one that was Shit. the longest when he, she was walking up the stairs. Yeah. At least that Oh, part. yeah.
0: And that shot, the way that the background is just kind of like tilting back and forth as Jack Nicholson is like stepping up each step, there's like something wrong with the image. It's just over the shoulder and her swinging and then the background just, like, lilting back and forth with his body rocking. It's, like, it's so upsetting to look at. Yeah.
3: Well, that I, that's what I was going to say. Like, even before I saw the movie, I knew about all, like, the bullshit <laughs> Shelley Duvall had to go through in this movie. Yeah. So, like, yeah. even bu- like before I ever got to that, like, those sequences, I always just, like, felt so bad for the actress <laughs> uh, and so then, you know, watching it, you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, it's yeah. brutal I mean, when you're behind. watching the final version and you just, like, think about everything that went into that. You're like, good God.
1: But even yeah. it, it's like, well, didn't he, for the whole <clears throat> shoot, was like, don't talk to her?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not Everyone even just that her. scene. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> yeah. They, like, She's shut just her like, out and like, wouldn't
1: talk a to a her. wants a friend.
3: Yeah. Poor Shelly Poor Shelly Duval, indeed
0: poor wendy but have you seen that super cut of her going hi i'm shelly duvall hi i'm shelly duvall hi i'm shelly duvall it's from like a children's show and she's just like in various costumes and on a tree (laughs) in a boat on a cloud (laughs) but it's just like two minutes of her introducing herself and so now that kind of like i'm like okay well this is after the shining so i think she it was okay for a little bit at least but uh Yeah, she was really abused on this movie, and that's very sad. And kind of a reason where it's like, I think this kind of gave Kubrick the notoriety of like being kind of out of his mind, because the film, like filming of this, he was so brutal to, yeah, Shelley Duvall. And the the behind-the-scenes footage of. you have to like it's on online i think it's in room 237 of like jack nicholson practicing the axe scene yeah and he's just like rambling to himself and swinging the axe around and she's like stanley um stanley <laughs> i have a question oh. about it. and he's like not right now Shelley." i am like stanley Jesus. kubrick is losing his mind and jack nicholson like almost hits him in the head with like the axe and Shelley Duval is like clearly like just stressed out and sad yeah it's
1: rough. Hikes On brighter news, though, I'm pretty sure the boy who plays Danny had no idea what movie he was starring in. He thought he was in a Kramer versus Kramer divorce <laughs> story. <laughs> and if you look at it, he's never in the same shot with Jack toward the end.
0: Oh. Like,
1: not even over the shoulder. They're just like cleans what? of them.
3: It's actually very Ooh. nice of, uh, of Stan. He's like, I will fully <laughs> yeah. torment this grown woman I Duvall. will at least let a child off yeah. free <laughs> like god
1: Fucking. I'm pretty sure it's this movie man maybe it's just like a completely different movie that I'm thinking of uh-huh. but I'm pretty sure they were like yeah it's like a Kramer versus Kramer story and so he thinks he's in like a divorce movie
0: <laughs> oh, I mean god. yeah he doesn't have a lot of scenes that are like directly violent and a lot of the stuff is edited in
1: what do yeah, you
2: think about like the Red Room sense. thing then yeah. what, did, what was the direction he was given so in the DVD know.
3: commentary, so I saw on Wikipedia now, uh, by Garrett Brown and John Baxter. I don't know who they are in relation to the movie, but they state that Kubrick was able to film all of Lloyd's scenes without the six-year-old actor realizing he was in a horror film. He was yeah. led to believe that wow. he was just acting in a drama film about a family who lives in a hotel.
1: <laughs> oh. <Wow.
3: laughs>
1: and so, like, even Impressive. the ones of when he sees the twins dead on the ground and goes like this. He doesn't. He's not actually. They're not right in front of him.
2: Right. They probably. He's sense. probably
1: like, now cover your eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, apparently he was a. He had a cameo
3: in Doctor Sleep. Really? Yeah, he was a spectator at a baseball game. Don't remember a baseball game in Doctor uh, Sleep. But. I don't either.
2: Oh, oh yeah, no. Oh, They're stalking. Oh my god, that's like right before the most fucked oh, up scene god. in the whole movie. I, I think I Doctor Sleep might
3: be more fucked up. It, I than think it the is. Oh, I mean, The Shining's not that fucked up, like, all things considered. Right. And the only true sad death
0: that happens is Dick O'Halloran, which is very yeah. sad. And, and
1: so fast.
0: And so fast. That I sequence think that's what makes is terrifying. Yeah. When he's, like, walking... Because you followed him
3: the entire time And you trip. just know that Jack's there somewhere, and you have no idea when or where oh. he's gonna pop out, and when he finally does, you're just like, Oh, <laughs> fuck! Like...
2: Every time I watch it, I'm like, he's behind that pillar. Nope, nope, nope. That was me this time.
3: (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Poor man. Maybe this isn't a joke that you guys make uh, when you watch this movie, but I think it's a joke I've made every time I've watched this movie if another person is in the room. (laughs) Which it could have been like it probably was like a joke that I made as a thirteen-year-old, but when the blood is just like pouring down the hallway, oh sure, here we go, just to make a good, good old-fashioned period <laughs> yeah, joke. Yeah, there it is, <laughs> obviously. <laughs>
0: one of the guests had a heavy flow Did yeah
1: you... <laughs> or like uh, i think the one i made the other day was just like oh day two <laughs> my sister was like it's always the worst <laughs>
3: well, then and the next such a bad joke um you know like the In last way. few elections have been like the, or like the at least the last few midterms have been like the the blue wave you know um, weren't, oh. the, it, the, oh, weren't the oh the red wave? Yeah, they were like trying to like make red wave happen, and yeah. everybody who's online is like, uh <laughs> probably don't, <laughs> like, probably don't try uh. and make that
1: happen. And there was a part of me that was like, maybe I don't tell this joke on the pub just no, because, like, I know it. some people out there like think that's realistic, or like, you know, they also think that like your period is just like thousands <laughs> of eggs. Like, you don't have to do that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no. I was just gonna say, I, like, this should be memed. It's just like what men think periods are. Yeah.
1: I was trying to get it out without laughing, but I made the mistake of looking, and Colin was just dying. I saw
0: it. This is a reference to me not knowing basic human biology and telling our friend Alex that I thought every period was many hundreds of eggs.
1: Like, yeah, we are.
0: like like row on sushi but in in Kool-Aid that's what I I thought we're just
1: just fish
3: ever gets tired of hearing that story oh my god I believe
0: in equality so much that I believed that periods had the same number of like active parts as like (laughs) cum I thought it was like equal parts you know what I mean
1: oh god
0: so, I, I don't know, you know. I went to Catholic school, our sex ed program was lacking, to say the least.
1: If it's any defense to you, it, there are plenty of men who went to public schools yeah. who have no fucking yeah. idea.
2: And if it's any offense to you, I went to Catholic school and I knew that period wasn't
0: like 10 <laughs>
2: gallons each time.
1: Yeah. I
0: didn't think it was that many gallons, I just thought the eggs were very small. <laughs>
3: how many gallons are in an elevator oh that's a really good question
1: i can tell you that period loss does not get two gallons <laughs> yeah no shit it does not get to one it does not even get to a quart.
0: interesting this is important information
1: to have <laughs> matt's learning this your
0: stuff. Notes. I'm, so, I'm
3: so happy for matt to be learning
0: <laughs> you know you just never know how absorbent those things are. So I do always like
3: the commercials where they're like pouring a pitcher of liquid and <laughs> like, right.
4: like Jesus.
3: See the has misled us to think that My there's like God. monthly
0: deluges of cervical wall what? happening. But in fact it's, sometimes it's just spotty. <laughs> Oh, boy. And with wings sometimes to protect from the overflow. It's really all you know from commercials. <laughs> and from imagining those giant buckets uh, at indoor water parks tipping over sideways. <sighs>
3: oh, there was God. one of those on the cruise ship, and every single time I saw it, I fucking died. <laughs> <sighs>
1: Holy shit. Man.
0: Um, I learn every day. I'm a lifelong learner, as they say. Uh, And I believe in education. Past. Oh, my God. When you think you're you're past learning, you can still learn something new. So I'm listening. I'm sitting my ass down and I'm listening. Right? (laughs) It's not a thousand eggs every (coughs) day.
1: Whew. Oh, man. Do you... We can cut this part. No. But, uh, I mean, I don't
3: care. No. Do I think you people
1: also are, remember people are sitting at the kitchen table and I said, hey, Matt, do you know where the clit is? <laughs> and he said, quote, north of the seam. <laughs> and I said, what happens if you're facing west? And Matt said, it's like a true north, like a compass. <laughs>
0: I forget that I did say this. But I ho- I also believe that's true still. I believe none of the information that I have provided is inaccurate. I think it is the true north. I think you'll always find your way if you find that. You know what I mean?
1: it's just, the language oh, choice God. was so fascinating
0: to me. It was incredible. You're facing west. It's a true north situation. You know situation. You know where you're pointing if you're looking that way. You know what I mean? You know what's happening. In Boy Scouts,
2: they don't tell you to find the North Star. They tell you to find the Yeah, Clint. there it is.
0: <laughs> in the little pocket guide. I mean, honestly, it's for women's sake, for women's pleasure, they should. They should be like, and this is important to know because it's not just about you, you little fucking dweeb, dweebuses. <laughs> know how to pleasure a woman. Not just make a little race car go fast.
1: And sell popcorn at Christmas. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Holy shit. Jim, aren't you an Eagles Scout? <laughs> yeah.
1: We just openly shit saying. on like 18 years of your life.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Reduced it down to Pinewood Derbies and oh. popcorn. Uh,
2: that, that's totally fine. I actually think the Pinewood Derby ends... After Cub Scouts, I don't know if I went derby something in Boy Scouts.
0: That does make sense. I also never was a Boy Scout, uh, and always felt like I, uh, I wouldn't have done well. So a lot of it is probably residual, uh, you know, regret from never from never joining.
2: I really liked it. I liked it a lot. I'm glad I wasn't afraid of bears then.
3: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's probably fair.
2: Now it's like a top two fear. Really. Brain aneurysm and bears.
3: <laughs> but yeah, the
1: mine's definitely one still too. <laughs> flying and yeah. getting murdered.
2: Oh, geez. well, I'm getting murdered by a bear is what I mean. Like getting murdered oh, by, a, by bear. a
1: person. Yeah, I've been. I used to watch America's Most Wanted as a kid, which is not a good show for a child to watch. I did. No. I did too. Especially like when John Bonay R- Ramsey mm-hmm. is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when that all went down. It really, I like didn't sleep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I did. I thought of you today when I was on the plane because it was uh, oh yeah, r- real bumpy ride today. <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, Tierney would just be.
1: <laughs> Where are we flying? Uh,
3: Orlando to Denver.
1: That che- that checks <clears throat> out because there currently is a gale situation in the Midwest here.
0: What if the opening to The Shining was actually a plane that was like
1: bum bum
0: bum but then the plane just kept dropping a little bit each time and you just see people kind of go like oh 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 but that was the start of the shining would that be scarier than the car for you tierney
3: um but, but everything else still takes place no. in the hotel correct Everything okay. else is still
2: <laughs> you you know, the, the whole movie, movie is on
0: a plane oh no, yeah literally they, like, it's out of a red bathroom, it's just an airplane bathroom, and they're both, like, oh, sorry, excuse me, one second.
1: But on a similar note, just the idea of, like, finding someone and, like, marrying them and having a child with them and then having them turn out to be a murderer is, like, an actual fear of mine. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, genuinely. This one, yeah, this
3: hits on a spiritual yes, level the like, really yeah. deep level is affected by this
1: I told you guys I went camping once after dating it was like two months into knowing somebody and uh they opened the trunk and he took he was holding a, a hatchet to cut wood it just had a look in his eyes and I, the thought that went through my mind was I have made a gross miscalculation of character <laughs> It was only to chop wood, but I thought I was going to die. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I think that is the
0: action description in the Shining script is when Tor, when uh, uh, Jack, Jack is ax- axing through the door. That's what Wendy thinks. Is I've made a gross mistake.
2: That's when it hits her. Yeah, <clears throat>
0: actually, technically, she does because she can't fit through that little window, and she's like, "Well, I'm stuck here, so." You, yeah, You run now, little
1: boy. I also have questions about that. I'm like, why that. didn't you just break the window? Yeah, I was
3: like, break the window. Also, like, yeah. why was the window not going up all the way? There wasn't anything preventing oh. it. Like, it, you know, like I think it, it was frozen.
2: It was like frozen or something. Yeah. Okay. I,
1: be- and I
3: believe And she doesn't want to get her, her hand cut.
1: Yeah, God forbid. Yeah. She gets her whole body cut yeah. instead.
3: <laughs> Cutting myself <laughs> on some saying. glass compared to getting axed in the head. Cut myself
1: I mean, into pieces. <laughs>
3: This is this a is bad resort. resort. <laughs> oh. I mean, it would be the last resort you ever go to if The Shining happened to yeah. you. <laughs> exactly. True.
1: God. Uh, um, does anybody have anything else about The Shining? No, I've, I haven't even talked about the movie. I've just told anecdote <laughs> after anecdote.
3: <laughs> this has been the
1: you know, worst like podcast the I've done. <laughs> I'm so sorry to our listener and also to Jim. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I will not listen to this episode. Gotta keep my streak of not listening to any episodes going. Proud of you. Um, Yeah, every time I text you about an episode, it's just a good guess.
3: It's just like a weirdly good guess. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um, I guess the only thing, the only other thing I think I have is just how how much I love the Kubrick helped fake the moon landing theory. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, we should talk about Mm
2: -hmm. that. Because it's amazing. Um.
0: Well, yeah, Yeah, the Apollo sweater.
2: Yep. Yeah. Danny's Apollo, his Apollo sweater at the 237, oh. referring to, how, like, the mean distance of the Earth to the moon. Um, it's only so 237 patterns, miles. It, it's like... I forget. It's not exact. It's, like, about that distance. Huh. Or something. I, I don't remember the exact theory, but I just... I mean, I think... <laughs> I think I just generally want the moon landing to be revealed as a fake. Like, I know we've been to the moon, but I really want that to have just been a big ruse.
0: It would break... I think in our post-truth era, it would truly break the world if they were like, and we did fake it. I think people would be like, I give up. Yeah, I don't know what's real anymore. But also the carpet pattern is apparently very similar to Cape Canaveral's landing pads. There's like a lot of hints... At some sort of weird connection, Um, but also, the Native American burial ground uh, is another like major theory. Yeah, like the cans of uh, like tomato sauce. It's like when they're all turned. It's it's in room two thirty seven. When they're all turned around, it's when like the spirits are not active. And then later on in the storage room, all of them are facing forward. Yeah, like
1: what does that have to do with space?
0: no there's a different one. that one's a Oh, one. yeah room 237 Got room it. 237 is just like about all these kind of random theories like i guess the the car accident that they drive past when they're on their way that make and model of car is the same that's in the book the shining but they but it's like supposedly kubrick purposely giving a middle finger to <laughs> King kubrick being like well i'm not even using the car that you wrote in yeah i'm doing my own car
2: Nice. There are a lot of little observations, like micro observations in Room Two Thirty Seven. That are just completely bananas. Like, there's bananas. no way in hell that it's true. And then just some just over analyzing. Like, once someone points out that they have too much luggage, and I like actually pause the movie when you see how much luggage they have. If anything, they don't have enough luggage. I was going to yeah. say for right. how long they're going to be there.
1: I, As someone about to leave, they don't have much luggage.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I was wow. like, I mean, they're li- they're ba- they're moving into this place for like seven months, like they can't, like they they had to have ended their lease, like they're literally moving right. all of their shit. So like, even if they had too much, like it's still literally everything they own. So right. Like... Yeah. <clears throat> And also, like, uh,
0: the ski poster in the background when the little twins appear in, like, the dining room. <clears throat> room 237, somebody's like, it looks like a minotaur. See if you ah. kind of, like, connect all these dots. It looks like a minotaur, and minotaurs are famously in M- lambs. Oh, it's like, man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
3: Things that your mind jumped to does not mean that that's the intention of the artist. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> at all. Um, I will say, as somebody who doesn't... Normally participate in dressing up for Halloween, but is about to be forced into participating uh-huh. into dressing up for Halloween. There were several Danny Torrance outfits that I was like, "Ooh, could I be Danny Torrance for halloween oh, Mostly, sure? I was like, "That fucking Apollo Eleven sweater is so it's fucking lit. Drill. <laughs> I would one hundred percent. I would wear that sweater. I've kind of looked for adult
1: versions of it. I was like, "That's I was uh... a <laughs> Yeah. I was Jack Torrance one year for Halloween. I still have that um, picture all... on my phone. Oh nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm Those never eyebrows. deleting it. <laughs> my roommate and her friend were gonna be the twins and I was like, Well, I can do the eyebrows. Should I just be Jack Nicholson? And she was like, Yes. And I literally this was the conversation took place at five thirty PM on Halloween.
3: And you just <laughs> and went, I went to a store.
1: Oh. <laughs> No, I had a flannel, and then I went to the store and bought oh no i had a c i had a cardigan sweater, and I went to that was like red and then I went to the store and bought a flannel and then cut a cereal cereal box uh like door frame and put my face through it, and then we just painted it. It was still wet when I went to the party That's amazing oh and then and then uh they did wait until I had had to Bevroginos and then we're like, Can we give you a beard? And I was like, Okay. <laughs> so I have a beard in it.
2: I'm looking at all four of them right now. <laughs> oh my God. And so, I think you sent this to me like when I was drunk like I probably on it to you or, or in real time. And I was I like, would,
1: oh Jim Jim needs to see this. <laughs> I would
2: I I think I remember being like guys kind of terrified. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, give, give us give us a look because I only know the one can picture it, what are it, these be, other ones. Will you be able
2: to see it if I hold my phone up to the camera? I think so.
1: It's worth a we try. You should also
2: attach
3: it to the episode. Oh yeah, we can definitely put like, it on the website later. No. Oh my god! Oh my
1: god! <laughs> <laughs> really scary.
2: That was the first one, and then <laughs> Took here's so
1: many tries. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! That's so perfect.
2: <laughs> and then That's here's perfect. with the facial hair that one oh, i know dude. yeah the, that's the old oh, yeah. that's kubrick really stare and upsetting. then here's you with, the, with the, gals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah, here's the gals here's what i'm gonna say i have a note here uh tierney they also pulled my hair down from the sides to give it that boxy yeah. jack nicholson yeah. pretty much i had two drinks and they were like can we fix this tierney you executed
3: flawlessly there's not nearly enough blood on your friends who are playing the, the two girls. They they need to do better. Yeah. <laughs> they had like, just, like, one little, like, drip of fake blood. Like, no, no. <laughs> Again, to that took
1: blood. place at, like, seven. <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, drizzling stuff in the backyard. <laughs> it was a good time.
2: I apologize to listener. I think I might have, like, been yelling right into my mic when I had my phone <laughs> up to the camera, so no, sorry about that. That's
3: fine. <laughs> it's... It's like they're here. <laughs> just, we're, we're really bringing them into the fold. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: God, more anecdotes. I've done nothing to contribute to this conversation. No, this
3: has been great. Thank you so much. I love it. Uh, I've got one more
2: from Wikipedia, and this is just me touting David Lynch again. Kubrick screamed <laughs> Eraserhead to the casting crew to convey the mood he wanted to achieve for the film. Oh, shit. Which that I don't, out. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I think I might have... Maybe picked a different movie, though, just because of how drastically different Eraserhead is.
1: No, but Eraserhead has like a constant, what the fuck? That's true. Element it is unnerving
2: it. constantly.
1: Yeah, and I feel like, you know, Bears giving blowjobs is very much like a, what the fuck? It's hot sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, those jaws. Those teeth. Right, just like, I'm afraid of being
2: over. mauled by a bear, but if it decided to. <laughs> yeah. Just saying You can't uh, say no in that moment
3: it, I do <laughs> think it's, it's interesting <laughs> That somehow Over the last you know 20 years of his career Stanley Kubrick forgot how to Film like a, An interesting and uh, um, Titillating sex scene Because I think what <laughs> Colin's
1: trying to say is he wants to make out with a corpse <laughs> What i think colin would rather watch jack nicholson fuck a corpse than watch nicole kidman and her then husband have a simple conversation
3: god i think that's what i took from it too (laughs) uh the only other thing that i wanted to say uh and this is mostly just to piss people off (laughs) my my first as as i mentioned i was giving my rundown of like my exposure to the shining uh, I don't really count that first time I tried to watch it because, like I said, I made it about 30 minutes in and nothing really happens in the first 30 minutes. Uh, so my first, like, actual exposure to The, the Shining outside of the very small snippet and twister was uh, Steven Spielberg's 2018 classic Ready Player One.
2: Oh, my. <laughs> oh, wow. Right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, sure. Sure
0: i never saw it what a way to get introduced to it my god
1: (laughs) how is it in that movie uh it's in it like they go in it
0: it's
2: like
3: it's so weird it i I was so uncomfortable
1: it's really
3: impressive it is because they like he basically like recreates the set of the shining and so like they're like the characters are all like walking around in the hotel so like it is really impressive to watch, but I think that movie is really fun. I mean, fun, you but can do anything with enough stupid, money. So yeah, like I said, I mostly just wanted yeah. to say that to piss people off.
0: <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> but also, I mean, they do like recreate it. The yeah. one of the characters makes out with the dead lady, so mm-hmm. he even put that, is
1: that. why Colin likes it so much? Hell
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: um uh
1: categories
0: uh, bad bitch um what what's <laughs> from beyonce's new album renaissance out now
1: is that Are also matt's kickback? favorite song from that album
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah matt's favorite song yeah. from that album has the lines uh fuck how does it go the fart line juicy fart what juicy fart that's right
2: Beyonce says the words bet- juicy no. fart in a song no.
0: it says bet you you see far
2: no but, but it actually
0: on, says on TikTok it's, it's said, all over but TikTok, juicy bet you, fart Wow. <laughs> so dumb how dare it?
1: bet you TikTok see fart bet you see fart categories let's go out of categories
0: let's get out of here
3: um I don't even tattoo ideas I was like what do we do for categories
2: yeah, so many. You could the do patterns. loads.
1: I mean, the pattern was like the easy.
2: and no play. The
3: easy one. The dead yeah.
1: twins. Oh. Uh, a bear getting a blowjob.
3: Red rum, which yeah. I was uh, 2019. On your forehead. Seeing the Doctor Sleep trailer for the first time years old when I realized that red rum is murder spelled backwards. <laughs> so,
1: oh, boy. Nailed, wow. nailed it, wow. Colin. <laughs> this is That's than one thing I would say, Colin. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Beauty and the Beast
0: is nothing compared to <laughs> you not realizing Red Run Backwards is murder. Especially yeah, because, because it was shot in, in the movie, movie. of I The Mirror. Yeah. I have
3: seen the movie at this point and it just like totally did not register for me.
4: Colin.
3: <laughs> I was watching. I Jesus. literally remember I was sitting in the theater that's like down the street from my apartment watching some movie and I got the trailer for Doctor Sleep and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I had a similar stupid moment recently. I was looking at a map uh, of the Great Lakes. And you know how you have the Door County Peninsula coming off Wisconsin? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's the name of that bay? (laughs) Just on the other side. I was also looking at the map upside down. And I was like, what's the name of that bay on the other side of Door County? And then I was like, G-R-E, Green? Green Bay? Green Bay. It's Green Bay. (laughs) 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 <laughs> it was the dumbest oh boy. I've ever oh boy. felt. <laughs> green, green, G R E green. If you're gonna green. get that right,
2: green. If you get the "all work and no play makes Jack a Doughboy tattoo, you have to do it as a full body tattoo, yeah, right, yeah. everywhere, and
3: like you have to have at least some lines that have typos in them. And um, that's yes. the. thing
2: if like a bot. <laughs> if a significant other went like and you saw their notebook and they're just like they just wrote that over and over and over again that's one thing but if they went out and came back with a sleeve tattoo of <laughs> all work and no play i'd be like that's normal
3: yeah this checks out yeah. actually i'm, yeah. I'm cool. kind of into this yeah. dope cool. tattoo. <laughs> yeah.
0: you should get the Mad max back tattoo and then on the front this okay there so we right, go. you've got this on the front and that on the back yeah. just like a lot of text to take in
1: yeah, which just someone's got to have a literary major just to visualize.
3: Um, would you guys watch this movie on an airplane?
1: Probs. Yeah,
3: I probably would. I mean, I watched like 30 minutes of it on an airplane this morning or this afternoon. Am I... Were you
1: also spending the rest of the time saying your prayers?
2: No. Am I shitting on this category if I say that I think I don't like watching movies on airplanes anymore? What do you watch no, on airplanes? I not allowed to say that. Uh well, uh, also to sorry, and from, I was
3: being really accusatory. I almost exclusively okay. watch TV on well, airplanes. I, like I well, never watch movies yeah. on airplanes. I mean, That's lately like
2: the the planes I, I feel like they don't have any good like movies that I like. I mean, when when they started adding so many movies, oh, when okay. it was basically like a streaming service on on I just it's anxiety every time like oh, there's probably something on here I like I should just watch it but then I end up not watching anything unless it's like a brand new movie that I missed in theaters that I desperately want to see but I'm too lazy to wait for it to come out on streaming which doesn't happen anymore
3: I'm, I I will say I I'm do feel say... bad for you that uh you didn't get my experience when I was flying to Florida last week um in one of the movie channels on United was uh, 17 again, the Zac <laughs> oh, Efron wow. and Matthew sure. Perry joint from of course. 10-ish years ago. Okay. I was like, why the fuck is this on here, United? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I,
0: <laughs> I have, I mean, I traditionally watch weird, obscure movies that I can't find on streaming, but that are somehow on this plane. Like, the last movie I watched was Pariah, which I've also added to my season three list of movies to watch because pariah wasn't streaming anywhere but it sure was on this delta flight and i've also watched like i watched three identical strangers on a plane
2: can and, we wait
3: until uh after november to widows Oh god bless widows widows fucking rules w- widows is great um yeah. but i'm gonna buy pariah stuff on, iPad. Uh, on the next criterion sale so mm. let's wait until i well, yeah, well, can do that
2: i watched okay fine i watched like 22 episodes of one piece on my like, plane ride and then played switch yeah
0: I feel- which 22 episodes of one piece is essentially like one episode of one like, one Lord eight thousand sixty-fourth of,
2: of one piece yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've been making some progress I'll, I'll i'll tell you all about it in a few minutes
3: <laughs> just, just just you wait. Uh, all right well with that uh let's knock out these other categories um would you spend time on this film set
2: yes but and I would, yeah. to defend Shelley I, Duvall,
3: Yeah, gonna, yeah. <laughs> to defend her honor hey Stan take it down a notch okay <laughs>
0: Shelly's <laughs> doing her best
3: and then Stanley the Mooder, to murders with you her. With,
0: a, yeah. with an axe <laughs> yeah. same uh, listen Jack you gotta stop swinging that thing around though, right? you're breaking tons of OSHA standards you've got to stop swinging that so close to Shelley <laughs> Man, if I was there, this film would be worse. <laughs> I,
2: I can probably say the same thing about any of us, because we would all be there to defend Shelly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Shelly, I mean, the Shelly stuff, maybe the film would be better, at least for her mental health. But I would definitely also be like, this is, I, none of this makes sense. How can the window be here? This doesn't
3: make any sense.
1: To <laughs> Stanley. Um. Stanley.
3: I do like the fact that we're on a first name basis with Stanley Cooper. (laughs) If I'm working with him, we got to break down those walls. But I don't, is the, is the premise of this question that we're like working on the film set or we're just like hanging out on the film set? Yeah. So I was going to say like, if we're observing, I don't think any of us is calling him Stanley to his face. (laughs) No, I would
0: still. Thank you so much for inviting me here today. You've got to be nicer to Shelly Stan. (laughs) Please, I'm I'm begging you. It's making me uncomfortable
3: watching as a guest. What character would you guys want to play? <clears throat> Jack, blowdrop bear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably Danny, because I fucking loved my big wheels as a kid.
3: Oh, I love the sound design. For, like, when he's rolling around. Like, when he's on carpet, it's, like, muted. But, like, you can still hear the, like, the tricycle moving. But, like, you don't hear the wheels. But then when he's on, like, a non-carpeted floor, it's, like, oh, I I love that. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like Jack is the obvious answer. But maybe, like, Dick might be fun. Dick Halloran. Or the bartender. Oh, the bartender. bartender, Actually, I think the bartender would be really dope.
1: You mean the man with negative lips?
3: Yeah, that is what he's credited as. So, yeah,
1: that character. Correct, that one. The man whose who's, who's face go, or he goes from face to mouth with no buffer? <laughs> you are the you know, weirdest person I know.
2: <laughs> you're, you're out <laughs> here calling you're James like Mason a, a toad, but Joe, <laughs> Joe Turkle looks like a fucking iguana. <laughs>
1: Who's Joe Turkle? He's the
2: guy who plays Lloyd the bartender. Oh, I only know. I only lips? know. <laughs> I only know him from. Oh he's in The Killing and he's in Blade Runner. I don't know if he was in any other Kubrick movies.
3: Oh, is he's, he the toy maker in Blade Runner? Yeah,
2: he's Tyrell.
3: Yeah, he was in Pads of Glory as well. Oh, okay. so he's in,
2: he was oh, in three. That's the Kubrick one comes. I haven't seen. It's hard to believe that Kubrick used to
3: make movies that were under ninety minutes dude i thought that this movie was two hours and so i was like oh i've got plenty of time i've got like a little bit of time on this plane and i can finish it when i get back to my apartment i was like this fucker's two and a half hours why are all these movies so long stan what are you doing
0: (laughs) yeah it's as long as a place beyond the pines oh my god
3: (sighs) you fucking (laughs) asshole um what's the next category uh i think it's how much do we what percentage is uh stanley kubrick fucking with the audience here
0: Oh, I think a, a big percentage.
3: I think a lot, yeah. big majority.
2: Yeah. But I, I didn't is he? prep this at all in the spirit of this Chaotic, chaotic clusterfuck <laughs> of a category.
3: <laughs> I think we need to figure out a way to introduce some sort of chaos like this category in future episodes because it's been so fun. <laughs> so I think you should ask us this exact have same question idea. for non Kubrick <laughs> movies.
2: What percentage is Stanley Kubrick? Yeah. <laughs> what percentage is
3: a man who's been dead for thirty years, fucking with the audience in this movie. <laughs> it, and Top Gun
0: Maverick. in seventeen again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, I do think in the true sense of the category, I think he's probably fucking with the audience for like 70 to 80% of this movie. I think in multiple directions. I think the expectations around horror. That's what I was going to say. I think the expectations around a Stephen King novelization adaptation. I think the expectations around Dick O'Halloran's character. I think that entire sequence is fucking with the audience to be like, we're going to literally go with him from Miami on a plane to a car. To up the snow drive <laughs> all the way to a snowcat to the overlook and then he immediately dies like that's a big fuck you and i think just in general like nothing is clear nothing makes any sense why is he in that well i was say term? ending the movie Who the way the that they end
3: the movie with that picture yeah is like with no clarity around that whatsoever i think yeah. is a pretty big middle finger And the spatial impossibilities. Like, there's a
0: very purposeful, like, I'm trying to confuse you. I'm trying to throw you off your vibe. And that's, like, woven into every scene of the movie.
3: All right, so now, Tierney. (laughs) Bring us (laughs) down. I don't
1: know, I'd say, like, maybe 20%.
3: I'm actually now starting to question it when I I dial
2: mine back.
1: I think it's probably, like, the ending and then some of the stuff with, like, not necessarily knowing how ghosts the ghosts all work and all of that is probably the only thing that's really fucking because the spatial impossibilities is just no the 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 bear making was them what
3: you said you were, that was the only thing that's fucking and I said no the bear was fucking
1: oh yeah sorry uh-huh. um but like the spatial impossibilities that's just like rendering an emotional response in an audience. And it's a horror movie, so it's going to be yeah. a confusing emotional response that I don't think he he's delivering exactly what that genre delivers.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I, I, I now would call delivering something the, different than the genre norm
1: is, is a Yeah, and Halloran no. is a huge red herring.
2: It's actually O'Halloran. He's Irish
1: now. Sorry. According to <laughs> okay, <that>. Okay, O'Halloran. <laughs> uh is... Oh, interesting! <laughs> oh, interesting! Uh, that's a red herring, and that and red herrings are usually just kind of fucking with the audience. Yeah. So I would say like the ending, some of the ghost shit, and then uh, Dick coming back are would definitely those three. But the rest of them, I would, I'd say no.
2: But a hundred percent of the movie is fucking with Stephen King. Accurate. Yes,
0: and. And 120% is fucking Shelley. Yes. Yeah. Of
3: course, Shelley. Of course, But the
1: audience, I would say, is probably only like uh, 15 to 20. I hope she's happy.
3: I mean, right I, I think she's doing well. She acted for a long time after that. Like, she was still in movies into the early. Her last role was 2002.
2: Would it be safe to say that all of you liked this performance significantly more than her performance in Nashville? uh yep who is she, she in nashville, in nashville. It- she was the one who looks like shelly duvall i literally don't remember anything that her
3: character does but i just remember when i watched nashville i was like oh hey shelly duvall's here <laughs> like-
2: <laughs> I, s- I, s- I still need to watch it and then i might have listened to your episode but not really and yeah Now i definitely don't want to watch it
1: oh yeah i remember her she's like the teenager
3: yeah um, She's the
1: one that looks like Shelley Duvall.
3: She is the one who looks like <laughs> Shelley Duvall. You're not wrong. Uh, she was also in Popeye the same year as The Shining, which was another yeah. Robert Altman joint, which I've never I seen. It that.
0: That. it's actually not bad. I says. Me when I was eight years old, and I haven't seen it since. <laughs> I found it unsettling when I watched it on network television on syndication on a weekend because I was like, everyone looks like a cartoon, but they're real and fleshy, and it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but she's the perfect. I was gonna oil.
3: say I she's. I she feel she like really she's anyway. excellent casting. Um, not having actually seen the movie,
1: but just knowing. What you were talking about it. cooking materials. Oh my god. No. <laughs> including the way her
0: arms can naturally kind of do that wiggle back and forth. Yeah. Uh, like a cartoon kid <laughs> here, Where they become little U's. All right.
3: I think the um, last category, unless I'm forgetting something. Oh, uh, the email that I sent you guys. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which, I mean, now it makes so much sense.
1: <laughs> I yeah. was like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was like, couldn't we go for a deeper cut? But no. Well, I, I mean, okay, so now.
1: it. Uh... This is revelatory for Colin. <laughs> Red rum—it's
3: murder spelled backwards, uh, which I was referencing. Troll two.
1: Neobog—that's oh. Neobog
0: their kingdom Trump. backwards. I
1: didn't Colin, catch... not everyone's seeing trolls. I didn't catch that at all. I all right, said gotta said tro- troll two.
3: Not trolls troll 2, or not trolls two, aka Troll, trolls colon world tour. I think the name. World of tour, is. yeah. Um, Troll, two e- Troll 2 is about goblins and There are no you trolls involved it. it is yeah, one of the no worst no movies no I've no ever trolls. seen But it's also really fun to watch
0: <laughs> They're eating her And then they're going to eat me Oh my god. my god
3: You can't piss on hospitality <laughs> Oh god that movie it's Incredible um, the, Okay the, the only other category Is Oscars This movie did not get nominated for any Oscars which kind of shocking is honestly a little shocking. Uh, yeah. It did, however, get nominated for two Razzies. Oh, <gasps> Shelley! Yeah. yeah, Oh, Shelley! And That's so okay, so uh, the film received two. This is Wikipedia: The film received two nominations at the Razzies, one for worst director and one for worst actress for Duval. The latter of which was later rescinded due to Kubrick's treatment of Duvall on set. (laughs) So the Razzies were like, which worst director seems to fit? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Worst director in a new sense for the Razzies. Yeah. David O.
1: Russell could go in that category too. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, also, he's just not very good.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: David O. Russell?
3: Um,
2: (laughs) Would you watch Amsterdam on a plane?
3: David O'Halloran. That's a new segment uh, too. I uh, I would not watch. I was fucking with Matt the other day, and I almost went to go see Amsterdam instead of Bros, <laughs> and he was so pissed uh. at me. <laughs> Is Amsterdam I think it's his new movie? A hate crime. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would I think be if you go
0: part. see Amsterdam before Bros, I think technically, according to California and most states' laws, <laughs> it's a hate crime. So just keep that in mind if you like support the community. Your capital A ally or just
3: Allie from 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 Ally from the stars from Allie McBeal. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. That's The Shining. That's that's Stanley Kubrick. We did it, everyone. It's, oh, Shining, it's Christian
1: all right. Bale again,
3: yeah, and Taylor Swift, and a lot of people. There's so many people,
2: John, and uh, also Rammy, so Rami, Rami Malik because he's apparently looking for work, he's desperate.
3: Yeah, well, you know what they say, you win that one Oscar, yeah, um. Uh, yeah, Taylor Swift is in it, John David Washington. like the cast is really good, but yeah, the movie looks dumb, and apparently does, is, is bad.
2: <clears throat> does the shining: It's probably seven hours long too. yeah. Does the shining go up or down on any of your lists ha- on this last rewatch? Or is it
3: just: I think points? it goes up for me. I think I was mostly forgetting about it when I did the ranking the last time, so I think I misplaced it. So I think that this is.: probably I think I, I had agreed. it
1: tied with the Clockwork Orange. And I think maybe A Clockwork Orange mm-hmm. is more clever so I'd probably bump that one up but I don't yeah, know I... they might still be tied actually
0: again I respect the movie more than I actually enjoy it or find it like engrossing so I still think it's wherever it was which
3: I think is fourth place after
1: no yours wasn't my... fourth you guys had it like seventh. Yeah,
3: you guys had it really low that's why I was so really? upset.
1: Yeah, mine was Wait, fu- but... mine was tied for third and fourth.
0: <clears throat> yeah, because my order would be like two thousand one, Clockwork Orange, Doctor Strange Love, and then probably The Shining. Oh. Or no, maybe I did put Barry Lyndon over it. I thought you put yeah, at least one up. other movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it probably moved up a little bit. It's not nearly. <clears throat> it's not even anywhere close to Eyes Wide Shut, by sheer impressive craftsmanship alone
2: Matt, would you say that eyes wide shut is the i can't even say it god damn it i was about to say it's the inherent vice of Stanley Kubrick's <laughs> filmography oh no toony's gonna drop off oh, his call no,
3: toony left the chat
2: i'm just trying i'm just trying to start start some real fights
3: man no i would say it's the dune of fuck um, off do you see that Dune Part Two is coming out two weeks <laughs> sooner? God bless. We're so so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good.
0: They're gonna be able to finish up all those amazing effects. <laughs> Fuck you. Land s- sandscapes you. <laughs> faster.
1: All right. Before so I just we can't, we'll can't get wait to more nothing. I just can't wait to see Timothy Chalamet play the same character again, but in space.
3: Hell
2: yeah, That's true. He Bring will. it on. Bring it on. I I not acknowledge all of
3: this, and I still loved Dune. So dune rips dune part two maybe they'll do something in the next one you know what i mean rips a fat one something but michi is gonna be Um, a major player in part two so zendaya
0: is michi and (laughs) Zendaya
3: is gonna be michi in this movie
0: what if they did replace her with just a a mocap version of her character michi but in dune would that be a good movie or would it
3: be a not a not good did any of you see smallfoot
0: no.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty disrespectful to our girl. Anyway. Is that the name of that that's movie? That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um what have you guys been I up to I was like
1: I'll go. It's not much. Go. Uh I finished Rings of Power. I finished Bad Sisters. Uh Jim, are you still Bad Sisters is excellent. Would recommend. Caught up on-
3: yeah
2: i'm okay. three episodes behind All Still, right. yeah no it's worries. hard to, you know it's hard to watch hour and 10 long yeah hour, hour and 10 minute long episodes i heard that um sorry Tony. and then you i watched
0: bad excuse sisters. me i'm bad not Sis- finished i said you watched bad sisters i was asking you a oh. follow-up question because you got interrupted before when you're talking about big bad sisters
1: the big yes. bad sisters <laughs> as it's called yes i finished bad sisters it was excellent uh and a good finale and then I also Is it a serious uh, finale?
3: Or is it like is it is there are there They, they haven't to...
1: announced a second season, okay. but I don't the whole season <clears throat> is about the prick and you find out in the opening episode that he's dead, so I don't, okay. don't know where well, they'd go from there. I mean
3: that's a big they,
2: little they, lies. I was just gonna say you could just have Meryl Streep be <laughs> yeah. in the show and then suddenly you've got a new season yeah. that he cares about. <clears throat> This show
1: doesn't even need Meryl Streep. It's so fucking good. Um, Sharon Horgan is so great. Anyway, uh, and then I finished whatever book I was reading. What book was I reading? Oh, Beach Read. My sister recommended it to me. Oh, my God. I have to tell you guys this. It's a beach read. It's like a chick lit sort of thing. And there's like sex scenes in it. And I swear to fuck the word arched. Was used maybe 60 (laughs) times For every sex scene And I was like this is so frustrating And I texted my sister And I was like I'm I'm at this part of this book If I was taking a shot Every time they said the word arched I'd be dead right now (laughs) It was awful In in reference to a back being arched Yeah but I'm like which way are we arching Are we arching forward are we arching (laughs) backward Because I can't tell from your fucking writing Because you're just putting arched it's so bad.
0: Getting, anyway. Getting arched. It was so getting frustrating.
1: <laughs> and then I and then I started reading um, <clears throat> The Bullet That mit- Missed, which is the third uh, installment in the Thursday Murder Club mysteries, which I love. Uh, and I'm so excited to be back in that world. I started the book yesterday. I'm already 35% of the way done. <laughs> Damn girl. Uh, A girl. They're great. Unfortunately, Leslie Manville does not narrate this audiobook, uh, so I'm uh, reading the actual text, and I'm missing her so much.
3: Did you see... Uh, she was in that... Uh, was it Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris? That was her? That was Leslie Manville, right? I, I actually believe it's pronounced Mrs. Harry Goes to Paris. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is it not Mrs.
1: O. Goes to Paris? <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs> When oh, you fuck. said it the first time, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I had that wrong. Nope. <laughs> nope, you had it right.
0: <laughs> I, had a th- I was thinking of his actual name, Scatman O.
2: <laughs> what? It's, but it's also not Co-Ruthers. <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> Cruthers.
0: <laughs> no, I believe it's Car-Ruthers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I had a threshold. I was like, if Matt says it wrong four times, I'm going to say something. <laughs>
0: like beetlejuice but not nearly as climactic
3: just telling me to stop pronouncing a name wrong oh man um anyway that's it for me i okay i can go next uh i i also haven't been watching too much uh i did also finish the lord of the Rings show um i think it's very good i'm excited for more uh i am still watching the house of the dragon show which i think is very bad but also i'm enjoying it I'm am enjoying hate watching it and then complaining about it on a text thread with Matt and friend of the pod Joel. So, gotta believe me. I'm hate I'm hate watching it too, and I think I've hate watched all of Game of Thrones now that we've gotten to this point. It's it's actively terrible, uh, and I enjoy it. I enjoy making fun of it every single week, so I'll keep watching that. Uh, and then I I've seen a couple movies. Bros was good. Uh, I'm not the biggest rom com fan, and it's a pretty. Typical rom com, so like,
4: uh-huh.
3: I like. I thought it was it was done well, but I was still like, it didn't like blow me away. Um, but I did think it was cute and charming, um, and it wasn't as funny as I was led to believe. But there were moments where I was laughing very hard. Um, no, it's actually the funniest movie of the year, and it's actually
0: important. And also, not liking it also hate crime. Actually,
4: <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I, I said that I liked it. I said it was good. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but are you recommending <laughs> other people go see it? Because if you don't, mm, that's that's hate crime. but hate crime. if you if
2: you rate it lower on Letterbox than Avatar, I'd say it's a hate crime.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, that is actually documented. That is a hate crime. Okay,
3: so I saw Avatar.
1: That's <laughs> a documented hate crime. I saw Avatar the one time,
3: uh, and I rated it three point five, and I got shit from all of you. Uh, and then, and I, bros, you also rated 3.5. Well, right? And then I saw Avatar a second time three days later, and I rated it four stars, so bros is, is, is underneath Avatar in my Letterboxd <laughs> rankings. Uh, which also, like, that sentence should not be
0: a shock to anybody in the world, that somebody would rank Avatar... The highest-grossing movie <laughs> of all time, over Bros, a movie that made five million dollars opening weekend, and people were like, "Please, God, go see this movie." But you know whatever. Yeah,
3: that's. I think Straight America. Isn't I think it? like three to three and a half stars is, is my threshold for rom-coms. I think there are certain rom-coms that break out of that, but like three to three and a half is. Like, I feel it's like acceptable. everything is just kind of. They're all about that level to me. And I didn't think that, this, like, When Harry Met Sally exceeded that level, but I didn't think that this particular movie exceeded that level. Um, Avatar, on the other to hand.
1: McDonough needs rom-com.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'd watch that. Uh, the movie I really so want to talk about, uh, and I'm not going to talk much about it, but uh, I just want to talk to somebody about it because it rules so fucking hard, is Barbarian. I think Barbarian's my favorite movie of the year. It's going oh, to... think it's. What? I think it's going to... Yeah. Have you seen The Batman? <laughs> <laughs> okay, listener and you know that I've seen The Batman and know that I have problems with The Batman. I, know. So.
2: I think that was a three um, and a half stars from Colin. It was <laughs> so he liked and Avatar and more stars. than the-
3: God. Damn Avatar man. is 15 minutes shorter than The
0: Batman, you guys. I'm going to think about it every <laughs> fucking crazy, time. actually. That is actually crazy. Any
2: movie you see that I like that you rate three and a half fucking stars I and mean, be like, he liked Avatar <laughs> more than this.
3: Well, Barbarian got four and a half. Uh, it will probably be a five at some day. Uh, I think it's so I texted weird. I texted Jim because I knew that he had seen it, and I was like, as I was like like logging it in my letterbox, I was like, I know that I am overrating this movie, but also this was easily the most fun I've had in a movie theater all year. Um, I don't want to say anything about what it is, but there is a very incredible jump scare moment and normally i'm not like oh, yeah. the biggest fan of jump scares like i think they're fun but i don't like i don't generally find them that noteworthy in horror films but this one in particular in barbarian like totally fucked me up and that, that's exactly what i want from horror movies and i like i it it is one of the most fun inventive horror movies yeah. i've seen in a very long time it was like what i wanted nope to be like, not in content, but, like, I wanted Nope to be, like, a really fun, unique horror movie, and I thought it was, like, okay, but I didn't love Nope, but I fucking love Barbarian, and I, Can I need just... people to see Barbarian. Or, alternatively, as Jim proposed, Matt, you see Barbarian, and then we just have a pub where we explain the plot of Barbarian to Tierney. (laughs)
1: And she just
3: reacts to what happens in Barbarian. Well,
1: here's the thing is, I just looked it up because I was like, I don't even know what this is about. And the first sentence is, a young woman discovers the rental home she booked is already occupied by a stranger. Against her better judgment, she decides to spend the night and soon discovers she has a lot more to fear than just an unexpected house guest. A young woman would never stay in yeah. a you gotta a, so, you gotta watch no. The movie. no 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 i understand where you're coming from i
3: understand where you're coming from never you gotta watch the, the movie the movie actually does know
2: that and exactly. it plays with that purposefully and what you were saying earlier about like when it, it will take you out if someone just like goes into a room that they shouldn't or like does really dumb horror movie character things this movie does so much of that but to an excessive to an excessive degree it's 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 beyond what most horror movies like some horror movies are like well we have to have them do this to advance the plot this movie is doing that but also like it's it's hilarious this movie they just this movie is very in on the joke it's more nope than nope yes like there's more nope moments than no
0: is it a comedy then there are parts Uh, of it
3: that are really funny hilarious is it
0: more like like don't the fake trailer from the Grindhouse movies? It's where, like, if you're thinking about opening that door, don't. Kind of. If you're kind thinking of. Going honestly, up those honestly, stairs, I don't. would not have
3: made that connection, but I do. I wouldn't have either. I do think that that's like a pretty fair connection to make.
0: Wow, that's honestly so creative to make a movie based on something else. Fuck wow, off. Just very... go see this movie. <laughs> There's a 1020 showing and I'm considering going <laughs> tonight. You. So, Oh my God, please 1020
2: oh, is on like a HBO. perfect time
3: to go see it. It comes to HBO yeah, in a, the twenty fifth. Like yeah, week. if you can wait like a yeah. week, that's fine too. But I do think like I am very, I, with people. I am very glad I saw it in a theater.
2: Yeah, I had a good crowd. It was full of like people like near me being like, "Oh no, don't, oh no, don't, don't,
3: don't, yeah. don't go there, no." Just people like groaning. Yeah, there there were several screaming. moments where I I and, like normally I like I will jump, but I don't like audibly react. There were several moments where I was like, "Oh." Yeah. <laughs> it, it was awesome.
0: <laughs> where the word whimper came out yeah, of your mouth just...
3: and you had to shove it back
0: in. <laughs>
3: whimper. So yeah, that's that's Wait. really it. I just uh I watched Barbarian and now I'm just waiting for it to be on HBO Max so I can continue watching what Barbarian is... forever.
2: What
1: is that whimper? Kill Bill? Oh, is that volume Kill Bill? One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: That
2: sure is. Oh man. That's my least favorite part of the whole movie. Well, actually, no. Second least favorite part.
1: Just, just that one part. Just because it. No, not With that. An, exact the whole moment. anime sequence. <laughs> I
2: basically just. I mean, both, coincidentally, both my two least favorite parts of the whole movie have rape in them. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like
0: the two worst parts. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 But yeah, and, I, and as, as I like anime a lot, but like that sequence is just so so brutal
3: and upsetting. My it's definitely... my favorite anecdote about kill bill is uh i was going to see it with a friend of mine we were not old enough but we knew a friend who like worked at the movie theater so she was going to get us in so we like had to wait for her line to buy tickets and so the two people in front of us were this like middle-aged couple and like they were clearly asking about kill bill and they were like is it is it really violent and (laughs) our friend was like yes but it's like it's over the top violence like it's done for like comedic effect it's not realistic violence and they were like okay we'll we'll take a shot on it and halfway through the anime scene they just got up and left and never came back (laughs) and i was like yeah that that feels right yeah it's brutal (laughs) oh all right matt and or jim what have you guys been up to lately
0: um jim you want to go
2: sure um so i've been watching one piece (laughs) i'm on episode eight eight hundred of one thousand oh. and like 60 something and God. counting
3: i think jesus christ oh.
2: it's been it's been a over a year now and i'm not gonna stop you'd be, be silly i'd be, I'd <laughs> I mean, be mad to stop point, now yeah, yeah
3: you gotta go you gotta finish <laughs> um
2: i finished dairy girls which
3: is just a masterpiece oh, i forgot i watched that an absolute masterpiece. how many seasons like, are there three and is it all on netflix
1: Yes, yeah. and they're only like six, six episodes. Yeah, I was seasons. gonna say.
3: And I assume there are the six episodes. Okay.
2: Miranda and I could not wait till we got home, so we watched it on the flight back to Chicago, the whole season, and we were just like, we want just to cry. Like it was just so <laughs> good and so beautiful and, and so funny. Um, I've watched a lot of things. I'll just rattle off some. I mean, as I said mentioned I rewatched the thing. I saw Barbarian. Uh, i watched Happy Together, which is a Ka- mm. Wong Kar Wai movie. It was one of the ones, it was like most famous ones that I hadn't seen yet, and I enjoyed it. Um, I watched Terrifier, which is a really silly, like, B-horror movie with a really, really terrifying killer mm-hmm. that I wish was in, in better hands, like better director's hands. Mm. Um also, really, really, really creative, disgusting kill in that oh, yes. movie that I'd recommend just youtubing if you don't want to watch the whole movie. Uh, I rewatched Sinister. Um, I watched She-Hulk. Okay, I finished She-Hulk. <laughs> it was like, I don't know. Did any of you guys watch She-Hulk? Yeah, I, I sure I did. did. I I thought the <laughs> the stuff with Daredevil was like. I actually, I went in wanting to hate it, and I liked it, but then the last episode was possibly the worst thing Marvel's ever done, I think.
0: <laughs> I hated it so much. I don't know why we're here. I don't know why this is where we ended up with this
3: successful franchise. Matt is the Carl Havoc, I don't even want to be around anymore, Me <laughs> right it's now kind of. MCU. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm kind of sick of it. I just keep watching because I hate myself.
3: Yeah, I have no uh, self-respect, so I will watch everything that they put out. But
2: <laughs> I I watched Tar. We talked about Tar before we started yeah. recording a little bit. I think Tar was like, with the exception of... Honestly, the I, I was a little disinterested in the first like five to ten minutes. And then after that, I was captivated the entire movie. Cate Blanchett is yeah. so good in it. She's so, so good. And... I It was like, it's like two hours and 40 minutes, oh, but Jesus it Christ. did not feel that long. I didn't look at my phone once. I was just so engrossed in it. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And what, There's a lot of moments to, like, just pull you in. Like, you're constantly looking at, like, people's facial gestures yes. or, like, body language. Yep. And that's the story. The story itself is, like, not that engrossing. It's just a story about preparing for a symphony but the relationships between the characters and like the yeah the character traits that you slowly see uh, are really what pull you in
2: and one of the women from portrait of a lady on fire is in it uh-huh. oh shit
3: and she's very good yeah she's very good it opens oh, well, she in was... denver on thursday i might have to go nice tar on tar.
2: and then i watched triangle <clears throat> of sadness which I did hey. want to see with Tierney, and I'm sorry, Tierney. Uh, were, it's okay. Shit, Our schedules shit, fan, didn't sync. Shit at the fan at work, and I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here and go see a double feature. So I saw Tar and Triangle of Sadness. <laughs> I thought I was going to like wow. Triangle of Sadness more. I did not, but it, it is like the most like on the nose, like obtuse, like send up of the one percent to the point where it's, it's annoying half the time of how like obvious they're being and so entertaining the rest of it. I'm very, there's like, Oh, go ahead. Oh, just, there's just one particular sequence of the movie that is just so delightful. It's so over the top and absurd or not absurd. It's just over the top and gross, but I was just cackling.
3: I have a very low tolerance for Ruben Ostlin films. Um, like I think there, Oh, we saw the square together. We did didn't see we? the square together. And I think I haven't seen all of his movies, but of his movies that I have seen, the premise is incredible. Like I like what he's, what the thought of is. Yeah. But like the actual execution is, it always leaves me cold. Uh,
2: um, I think you, you might feel that way with this one, but I'd be curious to know if you don't and why if yeah. that's the case.
3: I, i think that like there are parts of the square that are like truly fantastic
2: yeah and then
3: uh most of that movie i actively hated it (laughs) so (laughs) i am curious to see this one though so
2: and i'm replaying zelda breath of the wild and that's it very slowly
0: i've been playing that too nice for the first time though
2: it is it's amazing it's I don't have nice. much else to say, but it's <laughs> possibly my favorite Zelda game. It's a vibe.
0: It is vibes. It's a vibe. Yeah. And it's got the internet. It's Zelda with the internet. It's
3: true. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Zelda with computers.
0: Um, all right. Uh, I, oh, mostly uh, what everyone else said is what I've been watching. I watched Tar, thought it was great, probably one of the best movies of the year, and Cape Blanchett probably should get an Oscar for this. We'll see. Um finished Rings of Power, thought it was dope, thought the whole season was dope, I'm in. Uh, I love the vibes, I love I love it. Um, I'm a little behind on Andor, but I've been watching Andor and think it's the best Star Wars show that's come out by a long shot, mm-hmm. and uh, I watched She-Hulk and didn't hate the finale, but was definitely actively confused by it, and much of the season I also thought was just plain surface it was like <clears throat> I, I think especially watching she hulk as better call saul just ended oh, yeah. oh god and the difference in legal language oh my of god better call saul where you're like oh yeah i guess this is what law sounds like like i'm actually like this is so kind of like procedural the way they're like oh, i'd like to you know file a motion for whatever it just sounds real In Better Call Saul versus She-Hulk, where like every time it's a law scene, somebody's like, and clearly my defendant did not do it. I rest my case. And you're like, okay, yeah, this is the (laughs) least realistic legal writing I've ever heard. But um, it's a bizarre, I think it's a bizarre show in the fourth wall. I'm not a big fan of breaking it. And it certainly breaks it and then some. And I don't think I care. I don't know if I care about being in the Marvel Universe right now in general well wait until november wakanda forever big on my on my excitement list uh and maybe is the only thing that'll save me from uh trying to stay engaged with this marvel universe they're painting uh and what else oh i finished hades the game oh yeah every time you die you have to go back i love that game it's very hard and i finally beat it and now i can beat it basically every time i I go through nice um, which feels very satisfying and just uh, our our friend Nick is the one who recommended it. And just the sweeping scale of it, because it, every choice you make is a new like voiceover moment. So it's like, how expansive is this game? How much of the story has left to like unfurl? And I feel like I'm still at the very beginning, even though I just finished it. Um, but that's been fun to play. And... Uh, rewatching some of the episodes of the other two, just because I love it and I want more <laughs> of the other two. And I texted Colin today the lyrics from a song in the episode where Chase gets baptized, and the song that this band is playing. The lyrics are "Jesus fucking slays, he fucking slays all goddamn day," and it's a great song. Um, that shows so and I funny. funny show. Also, uh... Jesus fucking slays. <laughs> Is all goddamn
3: dead. We, uh, jo- friend of the pop Joel and I decided. I can't remember if you were on that text chain or not, Matt. But um, uh, the Lance from the other two is in She-Hulk, yeah. and it's uh-huh. not a different character. It's literally Lance from the other two, just wearing and yet, nicer clothes, <laughs> less fun.
0: Yeah, and like less fun. Like the Lance <laughs> in the other two, you're like, oh, I love you so much. Like I would. I want to be your friend, and this will answer like, "Yeah, you're just like a nice bro." Yeah, but yeah, I wish, I wish it was just the other two. They should have just blended with it. <laughs> Actually, never mind, I don't. That. Um, <laughs> and also, yeah, watching House of the Dragon and actively upset with how nonsensical it's become, uh, and then uh, also rewatching Breaking Bad with Chris, friend of the pod, contributor, guest uh, correspondent. Uh, and Breaking Bad, I don't know if you heard, but it's really good. Whoa, really whoa, good. whoa! I don't know. That's is this. My hot take is that Breaking Bad might be one of the off best of that, shows. That Takeover there, it's actually maybe one of the best shows. <laughs> um, but that's that's basically it. I have not done much more than that. Um, and uh, I think the last thing that we want to make sure we do is thank Jim for being here to wrap up our. Kubrick retrospective. Uh, no one better to be here. Always, this, always this a pleasure. Final,
3: right? last. Thank you guys. Always a pleasure. Thanks to for be joining
1: here. us.
0: Your opinions uh, were great, and um, thank you. We'll have you back on soon for another movie that we love. seventeen Maybe again. The thing seventeen, 17
4: again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll
3: do I mean, I'll I'll do
2: the thing any day.
3: I only I do know. podcasts about the Mary Elizabeth Winstead, the thing. So that's where. That's where i'm at. And if you
2: if you like the thing, uh, i gotta, I'm gonna i'm going to plug myself now. <clears throat> if you like the thing, uh we just did for my podcast, we just did an episode oh, yeah. on, the, on the void, which is a very thing ask movie, very low budget Canadian horror I'm movie meant that's, to watch that. It's really and what's the
1: name of your podcast? It's
2: really good. Oh, it's uh Game and Watch with Aaron and James.
0: Like Mr. Game and Watch,
2: and like miss Exactly, like hopefully not so much like Mr. Game and Watch that Nintendo <laughs>
4: sends yeah. me a season to desist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just the concept of a game and watch. Yeah, they don't own everything. Yeah, but yeah. But definitely go listen to Jim's podcast, uh, and then stay tuned. Now that we're done with the retrospective, we will be entering season three of our pub uh so listener stay tuned for updates about that and um i guess with that i just have to say a very hearty and thorough i'm finished <laughs>